The year 1977. The average price of a house is $49,000. The average cost of a tank of gas is 65 cents a gallon. Uh, rent, 240 cents a gallon. That's a gallon. $240 a month. And on May 25th, 1977, in 33 theaters, Star Wars A New Hope opened. I am your host, JJ, and over there is my good buddy that you can hear him laughing at my horrible, <laughs> horrible mistakes, is my mistakes. goodest of friends. Oh, that, that mistake, okay. Yeah. Off, Jake. off to a rough start. Yeah, off to a rough start. You're not helping. <laughs> it's my good buddy, Jake. <laughs> yes. Jake, how you doing? Good, good. Round two. Uh, round two, yes. Round two. We already recorded this A New Hope episode. Yeah, and we kind of, we kind of blew it. Kind of blew that one out. We... This is our special edition. If you think we're just <laughs> rambling and we don't care about the quality, you're dead wrong. Yeah, no, I listened back to it. It's a good episode, not 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 the right episode, because <laughs> uh, it, it, it I think is. We're tired. Yeah, it was uh, a lot was going on. We we, we broke format. We broke format. <laughs> it didn't turn out as hot. Uh, it, it was yeah. There was no cohesion to the episode. No, I think was that was the problem. Random facts. It will still be released. Yes. I am putting that episode out. It is a fun episode, but boy, we spent more time talking about other movies, uh, which is fine for me. It's any excuse to talk about movies. Uh, we were more focused on what Star Wars did for the industry than we did for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but that's. I got plenty of stuff here, here and there. But now, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go at it. We're going round two. This is our like I said. This is our special edition. I went, I went to my books. I typed up. 12 pages of notes and uh, spent hours on this. The previous three, I didn't watch or read anything. That was all off the cuff. I always watch. That's the. Oh, yeah. I always make sure to watch. I was going to, but I wasn't in the mood. But I was like, how can I not be in the mood? And then I just didn't watch anything. That's, that's sort of why we. Sort of why. Uh, see how the sausage is made whenever me and Nick on Disney Compendium. And sometimes when we do a what we dub the annex episodes, which are the ones that are not related, like when we're not we break mm. the chron chronological order and oh, do yeah. something different. It's, most of the time, it's because a they're shorter, and b because we don't want to watch the next movie. <laughs> yeah. Like just I'm not in the mood to watch. There were two annex episodes uh, until we got to Atlantis. Uh, uh, because we just didn't, we just couldn't <laughs> muster up the energy to watch Atlantis because it's simply not a good movie. Yeah. Um, you got to be in the mood to watch a movie that you know isn't going to be great. Yes. Um, for me, with when it comes to this, like when it's a good movie, I have no problem with like with these. I have no problem watching Star Wars. No. And I'm in the Star Wars state of mind right now, so I was, well, I was in the Star Wars state of mind. You weren't in the Star Wars state of mind. You're not. You're not. Going going in for because I just watched the last Star Wars <laughs> well, I, I for the a, third time. <laughs> I, 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 had a, I had a huge Star Wars blitz when uh, my friend came up to watch Phantom Menace in May, 
and <laughs> I think I quit watching them in like probably August. It was like because I read all these making up books and I just got super into it. Yeah. It was fun. Happy twentieth anniversary to the Phantom Menace. Oh yes, back in May. Yeah, but uh, nineteen seventy-seven. Yes, we were not alive. We were not alive. Not for another few years. Another few years. I was gonna say decade, but I was born in eighty-five, <laughs> so a As little less I. than a decade. That was I. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yes. Where do you want to start? You want to start uh, with just talking about the movie? Yeah. Just start getting into the movie. Do you, want to go, do you want to go through the inspiration from George Lucas? Let's hear George Lucas's inspiration. Well, George Lucas was into anthropology in college, and he was uh, Joseph Campbell wrote this book called "The Hero with a Thousand Faces," and yeah. it was all about distilling all the myths and religion from all around the world and finding the commonalities in all of those, and just kind of finding what people relate to no matter what race or sex or continent they're living on. And that was something that George uh, Lucas really got into. And he, uh, and he was really interested in updating the myth because he was very aware that kids or parents didn't tell kids miss bedtime stories anymore. And yeah. they were watching it on TV and he just wanted to update that because that was a very important <laughs> thing for our culture and, very interested in, you know, the future of kids and everything. And that's what he was interested in doing. And, of course, telling a movie with spaceships. <laughs> so <laughs> found that out. Yeah. And he explored a few ways to do it. And one of them was the style of the Saturday matinee serial. And, yeah. and Indiana Jones, that style was another yeah. one to explore. Just a, different, just a different angle from the same concept. Yeah, which obviously yeah. Uh, then, it, then it came later. When, uh, when, like, in terms of, like, Star Wars, the, the, the barest bones idea of star wars start to like manifest for him where this was probably something he was going to make uh had he already been making movies or was this pre-thx uh, I, I think it was during american graffiti, during he, was american talking, graffiti he was talking about it with people where, where it's sort of like is, is, is it like the disney disneyland thing where there really is a very specific point where he definitely wanted to make a theme park but the idea was sort of burrowed in his head years before that and he just didn't really realize it was going to manifest into a, a no, something I, I or was it was very much I, just think it was like, just I think it was just the next thing the next the do. next step like yeah. i've already made a sci-fi movie i've already made a movie about yeah. like nostalgia why not sort of combine the two yeah i think it's just <laughs> when he made american graffiti he was just talking about it with people and he, and he just had the idea for his next movie because when he when um he um made the deal with fox American Graffiti hadn't even come out yet, mm. and so so okay. it was just his next movie that he was so, working on. So what year did American Graffiti come out? Was that, 70, was that 72? Yeah, because the uh, American Graffiti is place in 62. Yeah. Where are you in 62? Yeah. Um, I, I know with American Graffiti, uh, <laughs> he had a uh, hard time getting people to cut their hair <laughs> because everyone had their long hippie hair and no one wanted to cut it, which is why Harrison Ford wore the cowboy hat. Because <laughs> he, he didn't want to cut his hair, so he came up with this characterization of having a cowboy hat. So, uh, 73. 73, okay. 73. Yes, that's that's when uh, Lucas did write. In uh, May of 73, he wrote the first uh, 10 pages for an outline. So, World War, or not World War, uh, Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam War still, World well, War Vietnam. Vi World War Vietnam. <laughs> still, uh, still strong going because that's not over until 75 okay so um so because that's the thing people talk about sort of like the influence yeah of, of vietnam and it's clearly there it's not the 
point of the story, but it's no. clearly there because it couldn't. You couldn't help but be influenced what was going on in yeah. in, in history at the time. And for somebody as young as George Lucas, yeah, and he was and, and, super anti Vietnam and super anti Vietnam. It would only naturally make sense. He did write Apocalypse Now, yeah, the first draft, Exa- yeah. So and, and you know he was hanging out with that crew that was yeah all San anti- Francisco, yeah, all <laughs> anti Vietnam that all had something to say about it yeah <laughs> and it would eventually in some way manifest yeah. in a movie i think for him it was more of like you said not directly yeah. but it started his mode of thinking yeah like he was thinking about nixon and well, wanting well, yeah, more power and yeah then i got him thinking about how governments get overthrown and just yeah all that kind of stuff and inevitably like yeah the, the influence is when you watch it the influence is clearly there Oh yeah, for, totally. for that, and, yeah. and like like I said, it may, it may not be the moral of the story, but in a in a vague sense, it is at the same time. Like, yeah, like this is what happens. This what what the bad that man can do when they have yeah. power. Yeah, just the things that have happened yeah. throughout all of mankind throughout throughout history. It just yeah. so happens that we're living through this right yeah. now. Yeah, and, and it taking place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yes. says that that's not just. Yeah, it's not just what's happening now; it's what's happened in the past. Yeah, it, like and, and the ga- you know you can make the play that a galaxy far, far away would be like that. So being so many years ago, yeah. you know, a thousand years ago, this was still happening. It might as well be a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Well, he did that. He wanted to. That he wanted to sell yeah. the fantasy idea the fantasy as opposed idea. to a yeah. sci-fi idea. But, so uh, that's why he did that one on there. But, uh, I wonder what a Star Wars just like. Next Disney Star Wars movie, present day, present time. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said something about present. I was just thinking, Escape from New York, Star Wars style. Yeah. Escape from the Death Star. Oh, man. I, I, man, I'd be all in for that movie. <laughs> just like Star Wars Snake Plissken. I don't know what that is, but I'm here for it. Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. He's just kind of a lesser version of Han Solo. Yeah. yeah. And just like Snake Plissken. <laughs> Snake Plissken's a more uh, badass version of <laughs> Snake Plissken shoots first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he definitely shoots first. He doesn't He doesn't need to feel threatened to shoot you. <laughs> no, uh, not at all. But, uh, you just need, to put him, just need to make him think he's going to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at any put, given second. bombs in his arteries yeah. in his neck. <laughs> So, so that's uh. Well, yeah. I thought of one. Uh, actually, I read one. Uh, Lucas did go to the owner of Flash Gordon. Oh yeah. Because instead of making his own thing, he wanted to do Flash Gordon, but yeah. the owner of it wanted eighty percent of the profits oh. of Star Wars. So he said, "Screw that! I'm just going to come up with my own idea." Yeah. So, 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 like, yeah. So he wanted to just make Flash Gordon, right? Was that yeah, the idea? Just yeah. like I want to license Flash Gordon. So the movie that he was going to make, he was yeah. only going to make twenty percent off of it. Yeah, because 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 the look of it was just vessel for telling his you know story yeah yeah it, it was, it's gonna be like they do that a lot now where it's like we're gonna bring back this sort of dead husk of a thing yeah because it, no. it's it's a foot in the door yeah it's we're There's, not really trying to make a new version of this yeah. we just it's we're just gonna name it this yeah there's already kind of a fan and base. there's a fan base there so you're gonna get a foot in the door as opposed to trying to create something all brand new yeah it's it's you know because a lot of times like nowadays when you see like certain superhero movies that you see it's like well you clearly didn't want to make a movie based off of his character <laughs> yeah. because the because the movie you made is kind of so wholly different from yeah. why didn't you just make your own thing but then you look at something like Brightburn where it is sort of like it is Superman but you don't uh, brand it anything that way yeah. and it doesn't do very well because despite the name like James Gunn's not a small name his yeah. movies are massive successes yeah. But, you know, it's... It's a lot for a director to be a name. Yeah. They kind of have to 
put their names on it. Like, yeah. I'm not sure I'm one of them before it. Yeah. So your average person knows who it what is. What was the one where they didn't? Oh, it was, uh, After Earth, where they just never mentioned at all that oh. that was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, he's not a name anymore. No, because by the time that came out, it was like, oh, we can't. No, people aren't going to. We can't sell it that this is the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. People won't see it if he made it. Yeah. Just funny to think, 10 years ago, yeah. he was the hottest director. Yeah. But now it's, you know, you make a couple of bad mistakes, and then it's just like... Quite a few bad mistakes. (laughs) Except you like The Happening, so you... I don't don't like The Happening. (laughs) I I watched it again. Okay, good. You liked The Happening. I don't know what happened. (laughs) You liked The Happening at one point. I I loved it at one point. (laughs) And then I watched it again, and uh, it was great. No, it's a bad movie. It was really bad. It's a bad movie. I'm glad I have that on record so I can trust you again. (laughs) Uh, So, no, no, Flash Gordon... 80% 80% is absurd, especially for 1977. I mean, who knows what he would have done like, with it. Like, yeah, like 1977 asking for 80% of Flash Gordon, like, yeah. where it was already, it was a dead franchise yeah, at this point. Like, there was no reason for that. This was just a guy with some nostalgia wanting to sort of create his own universe, yeah. but just sort of set it in a pre-existing one. I guess, again, probably because it would be easier to sell to a movie studio. Yeah, or that was he, just his inspiration. Yeah, it was his inspiration. It's, and again, it's probably easier to get money when you're trying to say, like, I want to make a movie. Uh, it's probably yeah. easier to get money from people if you, if you mention something that they would know. Yeah. Especially the people that would be involved in giving you money yeah, yeah. would have been probably fl- fans of Flash Gordon at uh, some point because true. they're all old white men yeah, that yeah. probably went to grew up, on it. grew up on Flash Gordon. Yeah. So it'd probably be easier. It's like, I just want to make a new Flash Gordon yeah. movie, so give me money, please. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Flesh Gordon. Yeah, I could be into that. And I, yeah. But, but, but in, uh, in, a, in a way harder to make because people would expect that to be would something. Would expect it to be one thing. And it's funny because at the end of the day, he did make a Flash Gordon movie. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. you see, watch Inspired the old Flash, it. you see the old Flash Gordons, and it's very similar in tone and the way it's acted. And the oh, way yeah. It's like, he did make a Flash Gordon movie. It's oh, yeah. set in the Space Wizard universe as yeah. opposed to just the weird, it's, you know. Well, and that influenced everyone away, like the, yeah. the screen on episode one. Where uh, Queen, you know, the Newt Gunray sounded Queen Amidala on yeah. the ship yeah. in the very first part. That is like a Flash Gordon screen. Where it's like, Ooh, yeah, the that, wobbly, that is yeah, exactly yeah. what that, that is. wobbly sound. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. directly taken from directly that. Directly taken from that. Um, I really like that Flash Gordon movie from the eighties. I love that movie. <laughs> I did not like that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> maybe maybe so again, but much. the first time I was like, what? Yeah, 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 it's it was bonkers, but like I love the soundtrack. But like, (laughs) oh, the soundtrack is so good. (laughs) It's like the only Queen album that like I like, like like, I wholly love the outside of a greatest hits of Queen. Yeah, Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good that that didn't work out. It sort of it sort of made him hungry. For yeah. it too, because like he was devastated. I remember hearing that like it was kind of bummed him out that he couldn't get like it was just uh, like it, like know. because it was going to be something that he was gonna because I remember like I think it was Karen was Macquarie or somebody did say like he came back it's like they're not gonna give it to us kind of thing <laughs> because because again it was gonna cost him too much money in the yeah. long run. I, I think Raymond was just very motivated to do yeah, something, but 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 it helped in the end. It, oh, it, yeah, it, totally, it, yeah. it, it freed him from yeah probably. I mean, because I'm sure licensing it. Once you license it, you don't know how that uh, deal's yeah. going to work. Yeah. They may force you to do certain things because you are taking a license. Oh, yeah. And, and Lucas, you know, Lucas does not like to be restrained. L- L- Lucas will not. <laughs> Lucas doesn't want to be told one one thing. <laughs> no. No, no never. He hates being told what he did wrong so much that he sold Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he definitely wants to fly free. Yeah, and that's all the deals. I mean, that's the reason he paid for Empire on his yeah. own. Yeah, <laughs> and everything since then. Yeah. 
Yeah, do it his own way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it took him. He had a lot of pieces, a lot of things that he wanted, which is why the first rough draft was so big. Yeah. Which is basically the three movies. I mean, in essence, not really, but not as much as you would think. But I mean, because I mean, he started writing in '73. <laughs> and then the movie came out in 77, like, he wrote it a lot, because there's yeah. a lot of pieces. And you read the first rough draft, and it is bananas. It's very sci-fi. It's, it's definitely way more how the prequels are. Without getting too much into, like, uh, movies that we're going to be talking about later on, mm. like, when it comes to some of the minute details of things that were to come, um, or, you know, some big plot points or whatever going forward, like, what was there with, like... Um, the Darth Vader reveal. Like, when does that come to be? Like, um, the, the, I don't know. Well, because like, in the, like, how deep into like was by the time Star Wars was out, was that already set in stone, or was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he knew that going into it. Okay. Like the rough draft, Darth Vader is way different. Darth Vader is basically um, he's kind of more. I don't know. He's more. No, Luke's like an old guy. Yeah. And he's like more of a Qui Gon type character. Yeah. And then Darth Vader is like already falling apart, but he's a good guy. And there's Leia has twins. Or twin brothers, but they're young. So it's like all the pieces are there, but they're just in way different places. And like the Death Star destruction is at the very end of it, not at the end of the first part of it. And then they go to the Wookiee planet yeah. to try to, you know, have to fight the Empire. Yeah. So, but Lucas, you know, at this point was only going to make one movie. Or I mean, yeah. was probably only going to make one because he didn't think it was going to be a success. Yeah. So he moved the ending up to the ending of this one. Yeah. And then he said it made a lot of problems when they got the Jedi because he was like, oh, crap, we already used all that stuff for the end of this one. So that's why you get Death Star 2. That's why you get Death Star again, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, you just got to get over that. It's like, sure, it's a Death Star again, but it's different. So yeah, whatever. I, boy, it's going to be hard for me because I, I want to start to tie in some of this stuff to the most recent Star Wars movie <laughs> that just came out because there is some stuff that you can talk about. Um, but obviously... It's by the time I'm done, we're done with this. The moratorium on spoilers is probably going to be up uh, soon, but true, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. We'll, I could probably talk about it later on. Yeah. It, it'll make more sense. Well, by the time we get to Jedi, with spoilers. <laughs> I'm going to probably talk about this movie by the time we get to Jedi because I think this movie's going to Jedi will tie into. Oh yes, um, closer, closer to. Um, uh, Rise of Skywalker more than tie into this one. Yeah. Um, but there is just one of those things because, you know, this new trilogy, there is the two different directors, oh, yeah. different writers, and sort of an uncertainty of what was planned and what wasn't. Yeah. Um, because some ideas, like, because there are, like, when, when you're presented with some of the ideas that, especially with Rise of Skywalker, and you go back and look at some of the other ones, you're like, well... You could make the play that this is what this was setting up, but also at the same time, it could just be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what kind of stuff like – and, you know, it, it suffers from the fact that, you know, Star Wars, the original Star Wars was like the – you know, it was written and, you know, directed by different people. But you had the creator there every step of the way. Yeah, he was like but a he TV was, show producer. He was a – where he is telling – the director how to direct yeah and they're telling, directed at how he wants and, and 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 you know anyone that's working on a script is working with him directly yeah he's right like where you just... don't have that with the new ones so it's like they it's like it's not a concept having different directors and different writers it's not yeah. a concept that can fail but if that was going to be the case they kind of needed one person to sort of add some sort of cohesion because yeah. again it's unclear some of the things that you can tie together in the new movies yeah um, you, it's impossible to know if like, uh, did you just kind of retroactively connect these or yeah. like, am I, or am I trying to connect dots that aren't necessarily there? 
of certain <laughs> things because it's like you go back to like Force Awakens, it's like, well, <laughs> her fighting style is very similar to this character, so maybe they did, you know. Mm. But also that could just be that just a coincidence. Yeah, totally. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard to know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we will know for a while exactly the production behind these uh, movies yeah. and to know exactly how things played out and what the because it certainly doesn't i still love all three movies yeah uh i really like rise of skywalker it's kind of a split opinion on the <laughs> internet right now but like the people that loved it really loved it because they it's a fun movie and um i think people just like to have fun at movies for the most part yeah um and the last jedi was not a fun movie <laughs> it was a much more it was a movie that doesn't isn't what star wars is oh yeah and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But it was arrogant to think mm. that you were going to remold Star Wars <laughs> into something that it's not. Yeah, after. It may be the kind of movie that a lot of people want and would like to see more of out of Star Wars, but it was never going to be that's what main Star Wars is. It never could be. Mm. Never would be. Um, so. If you started off that if way. If you started off that way, that would have been cool. If they would have just. Because they gave Ryan Johnson that trilogy later on, which is sort of gone. Kind of it, they've kind of gone quiet on it it's unclear yes. probably not yeah it's unclear what's next theatrically for star wars oh, nobody yeah. really knows because all of those movies were canceled and the one uh, that was yeah. interesting was moved to be tv series uh, yes. and there's a couple of tv series because you have the ewan mcgregor obi-wan and then there was like there's like a like there's another tv series that i can't remember what's coming but based off of rogue one or something i think mm. um but yeah yeah, it's it, it's but with Star Wars, it's the original Star Wars. Yes, you have George Lucas that has this whole who knows what the hell he who knows what he's doing, <laughs> I, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know how like by the time like the how deep into the process was something like I am your father. Yeah, he knew the, he knew there was a dad from the beginning. From the very beginning, but Luke and Leia being twins wasn't really was a thing really until thing? I mean, it was up in the air. They weren't 100 percent. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Because it doesn't really change too much. Yeah, people bring like, up the kiss, but like, Lucas wasn't directing every scene, yeah. and he said Kirshner did things that he wouldn't have done. He said, obviously, he liked what he did, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that kiss was uh, drawn out more than Lucas would have done it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but also, he also didn't really know at the time that they were going to be brother and sister yeah he was 100 percent on it so if, if he was there he probably would have like hey, i've got some ideas so yeah. maybe not it makes sense if they didn't know that they would like they would tease some sort of romantic tension between yeah. them but um well, well i mean lucas didn't tell anybody anything like yeah only four you people, always... only four people including him do the i'm your father thing yeah until the you, movie opens you, you get so many different stories <laughs> of like well, if you told me that's what the scene was going to be, I would have, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, the guy, you know, David Prowse would have acted differently in the scene or, you know, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yes, David Prowse said, if you told me that that's what I was saying, I would have acted differently Yeah, when he, you know, is the body guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, whatever. It's, he... I got a good story with him, but I'll bring that up on Empire. That's good, but like, but, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a new hope. We're not talking. We're, we're about, trying to talk about. We're it. Trying to about it. They're just trying to talk about like, you know, the creative process yes. and like how deep into because the creative process starts off as all three of these are one movie. Yeah, and Lucas was um, very adamant that he he said he was going to do whatever he had to do to finish it because he wrote it for a year 
and he didn't want to waste his yeah. part of his year on not making these movies. Yeah. So he said, no matter. That's why he was so adamant to get the sequel rights because he was a producer, he was a writer, he was a director. And when they first made the deal, he was just the guy who made THX, which was a nothing movie. And they made the deal; he wasn't getting that much money. And yeah. Then TH or then uh, American Graffiti came out, and he was this big. Yeah. It was a big hit. So then they went back to Fox, and they were like, uh, "Can I get more money?" Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, that makes sense." But he didn't want more money. He wanted more. He wanted the rights. So I think he got all the rights, but the character rights or something. And he had the sequel rights, which he really cared about. And he wanted the marketing rights, like for the toys, like the licensing, because he wanted to be able to promote it his own way. Yeah, and, and, and these these contract deals are, 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 you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we're still dealing with a lot of it. We, we were for, up until very recently, everyone's still dealing with a lot of like this weird like, who owns what stuff. Like yeah. you know, with Star Wars, you know, Fox owned A New Hope outright. Yeah. And that you know that was a bummer for Disney, so you didn't get to see a whole lot of A New Hope stuff. So like mm. when Rogue One comes out, like. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it's like you got to reference a movie that we don't own. Like we own these, we own the rights to like the character. We don't own distribution or anything. Because yeah. like it would have made a lot of sense to also done like a double feature of Rogue One uh, yeah. and A New Hope at the same time. It, it's so weird, and you know, I'm sh- I don't know what Disney is weird with their re-releases. Mm. Always have been, mm. and because it's very controlled. Yeah. And so it's been a while since Star Wars has been in theaters. Yeah. It's been a while. And, you know, if it weren't for that Phantom Menace 3D re-release, it would have been a while Uh, still. And so I don't know what the future of Star Wars holds, but at some point Disney's going to have to ease up and re-release the original movies in theaters at some point. Yeah. Um, It's been a while, and people pay good money to see classics in theaters. Yeah. Like, I go – anytime there's anything that is I consider to be one of my favorite movies, I go to it. Like if I get the opportunity, yeah. if I can go see Alien. Alien in theaters. If I can Shining. go see Shining, Terminator 2. If yeah. I'll see a Star Wars when it comes out, you know, it was a big deal when I finally got to see Buckaroo Banzai in theaters. <laughs> um, you know, Back to the Future, things like that. Like I will go see these things. Like, and they sometimes do because it wasn't all that long ago that they were doing these movies with uh, orchestra. Oh yeah, like because they, they were doing that road show Empire. with the Empire Road Show. Yeah. With these and like so, that's not really a theatrical re-release because these are like one yeah. one thing. It is, yeah. and they cost a lot of money to produce. So that also costs a lot of money to get the rights to film the, to show the screen the movie in a you know yeah the not a theater setting but a you know stage setting yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about time for a re-release of Star Wars. Yeah, and so hopefully soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. Well, and I think the thing that's uh interesting for our age group is growing up with star wars yeah like on video like we didn't see it in the theaters it was already done by the time we started watching it yeah. <laughs> which most people you know you yeah. always hear about the first time they saw it now it's wild them and everything but is, is 97 the last time the original trilogy has been yeah. in theaters yeah yeah i mean you know you think 2007 comes rolling around you think they would have done something but yeah it's kind of a bummer but i yeah. you know disney is so tied up in their own stuff yeah that i, I understand the reasoning behind mm. it it doesn't necessarily make it good 
but like it's absurd that a new hope just hasn't been in theaters for yeah. so long. Like just a new hope. I think a new yeah. hope just being available to screen at, a, at any point in history. Yeah. So now you can't hit any sort of milestones because you've gone past like mm. you know 2000 like yeah 2017 would have made a lot of sense to have a re-release yeah. of a new hope in theaters, but now it's like what are you gonna do like the <laughs> 35th? Yes, 35th anniversary like 45th anniversary whatever. 25th is an anniversary for some reason. Yeah. 45. I don't know. Why. Yeah. But you forgot to do the 20th, and so they have to do the 25th. Yeah, so let's do the one thing that we didn't do the last time. Let's start actually go talking about the movie. go through the movie itself. <laughs> that was sort of the thing that fell apart. Was that <laughs> we didn't talk because about because we didn't. We, I mean, because yeah, we didn't talk about the movie itself. So there <laughs> we um, go. So yeah, <laughs> it's like like beat by beat. Okay, so. <laughs> 27 frames. Black, yeah. Black, black screen <laughs> and with the words a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away up here. And they fade out. And, uh, um, well, it's funny, uh, for those of us who grew up with it on VHS, the opening scroll is next to impossible to read. So 12 inch screen. Yeah, unless it was all the way at the top where you could barely yeah. see it, I just gave up. And I don't yeah. think I read those things today. Came on DVD. <laughs> so I was like, screw it. 12-inch color screen with bad tracking because you watched... <laughs> you couldn't really pause it. Yeah, because you, you watched the tape a bunch, so the yeah. tape is already kind of worn. Yeah. And so, yeah, bad tracking. You're trying to sort of focus it in. Yeah. But you get your title, scroll. Yeah. Scroll. scroll. I guess that's a word. Scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll. Well, yeah, and that was... I mean, obviously, everybody talked about seeing that one. The ships go overhead now. Yeah. exhilarated and how new that was. Yeah. And uh, Richard Edlund, who did the special effects, or one of the guys that did special effects, said, if we got that, if we sold that one shot, we sold the whole movie. Yeah. If we got them to believe that. It's a, it's a hell of a shot. It is. It's a hell of a shot. It looks good. It looks great, yeah. Still, like, it's easy to sort of pull off that kind of practical effect because there is kind of nothing else. Yeah. You put them in a, you know, a star field, which is nice and easy to do. Yeah. And you have these miniatures. There's no scale other than what they are to each other. Yes. So there's no humans. There's no planets. Yeah. There's nothing like that. What is the planets? Well, the matte mat painting. The matte painting. But, like, I mean, like, there's no, like, physical objects. Oh, there's yeah, no I got humans. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no anything else. Like, you can just – it's just scale to – yeah, you know, one or two things. Yeah. Well, in the starter story yeah. that flies overhead was three feet long. Yeah. And that which looks what, like it's the, gigantic. The, yeah. And you know, and you and you know that the tantive is huge. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So it's like, but because because the very next scene is like on the tantive. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So you know, it's like, oh well, I mean, like you could tell just based on that and the fact that it had a like. 17 rocket boosters <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it a, looks big and it's a big sh- it's a big ship i always thought that was a cool way in a context of episode one through six is you basically end on that ship and it's where you see the formation of the rebels and yeah. then you start on that ship which is cool but just kind of a good way to tie it together because yeah. you're with the rebels again it's a yeah. good it's a good subtle yeah. subtle way to kind of tie it all together which so, I thought was cool. So you're immediately introduced to what the visual aesthetic to this film is going to be. Yeah. When you finally meet people and they're in these like <laughs> you you have, you know, stormtroopers and like they don't like dance around it. Vader's there oh, early. Yeah. yeah. There's oh, no it starts off yeah. action packed. Yeah, it starts off with a bunch of dudes just <laughs> in a panic. And it's cool the way it's shot because it's Close to a bunch of the good guys and the bad guys running around. It's yeah. smoky, so you can't really see. It's like yeah. the chaos comes across yeah. very easily. You know, and early on, you would have no idea like what was what really, oh, because yeah. like you're only you're, you're only 
you're reading the opening scroll. Yeah. So you it had know, to be confusing. You, so so you already know. It's it's always funny because they always always use the opening scroll. Yeah. To tell you things that they didn't fill. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like it's like well, it would have been cool to see that. Like and they they keep that tradition going alive still to this day because like yeah, yeah. The, like Rise of the Skywalker starts with the opening scroll that's just like the voice of the Emperor was heard. <laughs> and it's like there's been nothing. <laughs> well, actually, there was a funny story with that. Is if you played the game Fortnite, they had a Star Wars event and you oh. could hear that. Uh. The thing that they talk about mm. in the opening scroll of this new Star Wars movie, they ah, physically yes. did in a video game that ah, yes. is incredibly successful and popular. Yeah. Right so it makes sense, but also it's like, does that make Fortnite Star Wars? <laughs> is that in the same <laughs> yeah. universe? Yeah. Or they just <laughs> um, so the original the Rebel Blade Blade Runner was originally going to be the Millennium Falcon, but there was a show called Space 1999 that was yeah. on, and it looked a lot like that and so they had to quickly redesign the falcon and then uh just put that ship somewhere in the beginning where it was much less important (laughs) but that was a funny one because i saw that like oh space 1999 is a good show it's weird i I mean it's it's old but like i think of tv space i just think battlestar galactica so yeah it goes in the backlist of things i don't want (laughs) (laughs) poor battlestar galactica it's a good show that you're just never gonna give the time of day is it yeah, I mean, it's. Not, do you think it's gonna survive? Uh, <laughs> Wait, you talking about the new one or the old one? Yeah, it depends on what you feel. Because the the nerds are adamant that the new one is nothing like the old. Well, one. it's not. It's not. <laughs> the new one is a completely has different, completely different tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll probably never watch it. Yeah, so never had the opportunity to watch it. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts of uh, A New Hope is when um. <laughs> when the stormtroopers and the rebels are shooting at each other in the hall and 3 and R2 come up and they look both ways and there's just a barrage of lasers and then they just go for it anyway and then they don't get hit. That just like just kind of sums up the, the fun of Star Wars for me, which I absolutely love. Yeah. And it, and then I was like, wait a minute, does that mean the the really good shots and they deliberately didn't hit them or Subio just really lucky and he just didn't just happened not to get hit. yeah yeah well it's because you know that is the story that people do like because they were ordered not to kill uh like Luke and what have you so that's why they constantly miss because that was they were ordered not to kill him and so throughout the rest of the movie they're never unordered to not kill them so that's why they're constantly missing they actually make a joke about the stormtroopers never hitting anything in the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, because they, in one of the most recent episodes, he was like, uh, one of the characters was like part of the Empire. He's like, oh, see, he's your trigger man? He's, can he even hit anything? He's like, wasn't a stormtrooper, you dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's like, it's a good joke. Yeah. But like, you know, it sometimes, go, sometimes going too deep into like the, the fan jokes yes. sometimes hurts. Yes. Uh, you don't, you don't want to point that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it works in the sense of this episodic TV show, uh, but yeah. you don't want that in a movie. No, it'd be dumb in no. a movie. But this episodic TV show that's sort of yeah, just more fun and no consequence yeah. to the overall story of things. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I love the look of C three PO. Like I don't think everybody anybody ever really talks about that, but yeah. I absolutely love the look of it. It's such a cool design. It's a very cool design, and it's always striking every time because it is metallic gold yeah it's really cool and so like whenever he's in a scene like even if in a low lighting scene he always is reflecting something yeah that's why they dirtied him up because he kept reflecting everything that's why episode three they didn't have to deal with that because they would go through frame by frame and paint everybody out which is why he's shiny the whole movie because they finally have the technology to do it nice because that's why at the end of the movie he always gets the the end of the movie shine 
Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I, there's something, it, I, I, I've always liked, uh, 3PO's, like, head design. Yeah. Because it looks like, because it looks like you have a, like, robot skull underneath this head because yeah. it looks it looks like it's been crimped down oh, yeah. over it's, something. It has like the bolt on yeah, the top of the yeah. head. Yeah, so it's like it's bolted together. Like yeah. like instead of being like no, that's just the design, like it comes across as purely aesthetics because like yes. and that because is, you see robots historically that are, you know, those droids that have like different things going on for them and like yeah. you, and, and in episodes one, you see that, uh, you know, what he's like underneath. Yeah. If he doesn't have a shell and what it is. And like, And it, it's recognized as a shell. Oh, yeah. Totally. So it yeah. is like... And that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks like a shell. you see the wires shell. under he's, him and yeah. everything. Because, like, it makes sense that, like, the way his articulation would have to be... Oh, yeah. Uh, ...at his torso and stuff, like, to have not have it be completely thin like that. Yeah. But, um... That's a cool design. Yeah. It's a better design than R2. R2, R2 is, is supposed to be much smaller, yeah. but they had to put somebody in there, yeah. so they had to make it bigger. Yeah, it's one of the many design I, sacrifices. I, I, yeah, I'm assuming that's where sort of the inspiration for some of the droids going, like uh, in the most recent movies, like BB-8 and Dio, which Dio is in Rise of mm. uh, Skywalker, where it really is just a wheel with a cone on it and uh, stuff. Yeah. So it's like because you don't need that anymore. You can actually just make physical working robots yeah. now. Because R2 was a robot a lot of the time, but yeah. he didn't work that much. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't work very often. Yeah. It's, many, like in the yeah. shot in the in the Rebel Blockade Runner, when uh, after Leia gets puts the disc in him and 3PO's waiting for him, when you see R2, you can see him veering off to the left, to his <laughs> right, and he's it's about to hit it's, that thing. It's like uh, in Ghostbusters, the Ecto-1 <laughs> doesn't actually really work. Like they could barely get it to drive. <laughs> so like there's – so when you have that scene where it's like speeding along and the tape is clearly running fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's because the car – they're like, we got to just – we just, if we, this car's not going to go fast. It, so it, we it just, works because it's a montage. Yeah. So like, so like, yeah, it's always funny when things like – this doesn't really work, but we have it and we need to – that's something you don't see anymore. Fast motion, which is great because fast motion. Looks it never awful. worked. It never works. No, it never works. Like the it, last fight in Thunderball on the Disco Volante is like yeah. all fast motion. Yeah, it looks terrible. It's like you can like you could. I bet you you could pull it off better with digital like stuff, but yeah. you can still tell because like you moving faster, you sort of miss key quote unquote frames of yes. human movement. Yes. Um, and it just makes it looks, it gives it this staccato look. There's one fast motion shot in The Phantom Menace, which should be forever to notice. I don't know if this is, you know, Blu-ray and stuff, it looks better, but it's, it's when Anakin uh, finds Qui-Gon and Padme and everything, and they're going to go to his house, and the shot is R2 going by, and it wipes, and that shot's a fast motion of <laughs> R2. It took me forever to notice that. And there's... <laughs> Maybe there's two in the New Hope. I know of one. It's when uh, 3PO and R2 are hiding in Moss Eisley, yeah. and there's like the little flying robot around. And when uh, 3PO, so it's one of my favorite lines. Just, I don't know what this is all about, but I'm sure it must be your fault. And it's <laughs> one of like the last shot of that's fast motion, which I'm like, what? There's fast motion. <laughs> oh, it's crappy. Yeah, it always looks bad, no matter yeah. what. It's, yes, but, especially the older that it, it like. 
like you know old it looks bad 80s it looks bad like, yeah, it never yeah, looks good it never looks good there's no i guess there's a trick to make things look quicker which i learned on the super trooper commentary of all things which is like you see a lot in car chases where they'll take out every other frame that makes but sense it has a little bit of a strobe effect it does look better in fast motion it still looks like crap but yeah it looks better yeah makes sense but i i notice that all the time yeah now. so we just mentioned that uh r2 getting the message oh yeah it gets the message, message. So the, the tapes, the tapes. But you call the tapes. You never see them though. Yeah, she definitely has like a floppy like. It's it's like, very clear. Like a yeah. real floppy disk, not these like not the ones that came later. That were, that were the hard small floppy. Yeah, discs. no, the seven and a half inch, not the yeah. three and three quarters. Yeah, swap. Yeah. So you put on the computer where you play Oregon Trail. Yeah, when we like a, a floppy disk, not a diskette. It would have been. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shoving it into R 2s Western Digital Memory, memory Bank, whatever they call it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's unclear what goes on with droids because they've got a whole lot of like. They have a lot of different purposes. They have a lot of different purposes, and like, it's like you're putting something in the R2, but like, it's unclear where or how or what. Yeah. Like, like clearly he's got expandable memory because yeah. you put this thing in there, but yeah. like. Because the disc the is this doesn't stay in there, right? She takes does she take it out? Does well, she, she like put it in and take it out? I, or no? Do they I, take them out? No, nobody ever takes it out. I thought the rebels did when they because like oh Luke, no, he's hooked up because Luke is trying to Jimmy him to like there's something stuck in there. That's true. Yeah, it's carbon scoring. Yeah, and, and, and by futzing around inside of R2's head is when he activates the full the full message. That's true. Yeah. Because it's corrupted at a point. Like it's. I don't know if it actually is, or R2's just, just deliberately. R2's not playing just it. being vague, yeah. just because he's a butthole. <laughs> yeah. Throughout <laughs> the entire series. Their idea on R2 was that he was a toddler. That was their idea of like his his uh, characterization. So when Ben Burt did the sound of him, he was mimicking a toddler, and then they would like synthesize it to <laughs> make it so it's like half real, half robot. That's funny. Yeah. So that was there because I mean, it's, it's, his his attitude is totally like a little kid. You know, uh, I will say that with three um, uh, PO, three PO is actually probably one of my favorite characters in this new Star Wars movie because uh, you actually get a lot of three PO, right. and a lot of story revolves around him. Three PO is really funny. 3PO is one of the most <laughs> one of the most consistently entertaining characters yeah, throughout the really, entire series. Because he's just a pain. All he's, the time. He's, he's he just a, worries about Yeah, coming. he's a pain. He's an anxious mess. You can really sort of... He's very proper. Yeah. Uh, he's always offended. <laughs> it, it, but, like, but, but like for, he's a robot with anxieties. <laughs> which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. It makes no sense. But he also serves a really, like, cool, practical purpose yes. of being able to translate language. Yeah. And that's sort of his main character yes, arc in the yes. new movie as uh, well. Like, it's very important that yeah. he knows every language. Etiquette and protocol. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's, yeah, he's one of my favorite characters in the entire franchise. He's so fun. I and love his An- look. And, and Anthony look. Daniels has never, like... He... Oh, he's, he loves being three. Like he, like yeah, he he is. Is he? He's in the suit, right? Is yeah, because he yes, he's actually. That's, that's like, him, yeah. It's not like he's adamant. Like even when they yeah. did episode one, he was still in that. Shape. How do you? I don't know. He, I mean, he's a tiny guy anyway. Yeah, but boy, that episode one. I'm assuming he's in some sort of green screen suit. Uh, well, in episode in episode one, they had a guy behind three PO who was blue screen, and he would like three PO was a puppet. Okay. And Anthony Daniels didn't do it, but. 
he learned how to do it for episode two because he really nice. wanted to be three PO. Because like there was an award show, I don't know what it was for, but they were gonna have somebody be three PO, and he's like, no, no, I will be three PO. He nice. did not want anybody else. to I be like 3PO. that. And so he learned how to do it for episode two because originally in episode two. It was the, the was same say, episode one. I was going to say, he's not that in episode no, he's two, not, though. <laughs> but, but they shot it that way. And there's like a whole um, story. Or just you see Padme, and she's building 3PO the whole time, like in her little scenes. That's funny. But then they, <laughs> they, like that. they literally took him out digitally and then replaced them with the already silver 3PO. <laughs> so it was shot as the puppet. I don't know. It has a specific name. It's a Japanese thing. And then the, with Anthony Daniels and took it out. <laughs> but so then when so 3 came along, he's got to actually be 3 yeah, like, Well, and good. I guess he is in the second half of Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's very adamant that he is C-3PO. Ah, I like that. He seems to have, he seems like a nice dude. Yes, he does. He doesn't he, seem he like, he, yeah. He's a really funny guy, yeah. too. I think you, I think you could just do, you could just have him, just whatever you need. You need 3PO in your thing? Or yeah. 3PO or well, just, yeah, that like the making of for A New Hope. I have it on VHS that originally uh, played on TV, uh, but he hosts that as three. As three, yeah, yeah, that's on the Blu-ray. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's full of information features. that I already know. So. Yeah, but it feels like it's weird because it's, cool, it's, it's cool. It's weird because it's like from the time. It's always fun yes. when you see like making of of old movies from the time yeah. because they're these weird studio projects. Yeah. So they come across as like there's information, but it's sort of like <laughs> we're just gonna not, show you clips of the movie. Yeah, it's there's information in there, but it's not like. 100 percent and it is sort no, of like no. and it is sort of like pick and choose the stuff that you show and it really like, yeah like what, what nowadays when you get a making of stuff it, it's it, it's it's a little it's in depth and they they show some of the dirt which is nice yeah yeah, yeah th- those old studio making ofs from like the 70s and 80s don't show don't show any of the dirt it's all like making a movie is a happy process that's even pretty rare there's very few that show the dirt and one yeah. that does is the alien movies. For some yeah. reason, those are really long and they talk a lot of mess about everybody. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like great. it's like that um documentary that Disney was working on for Tarzan. Well, it wasn't so much Disney was working on it. The rule was that okay, Phil Collins is like okay, I will write the music for oh, your yeah. movie. However, my wife is going to film mm-hmm. the whole process and we're going to make a documentary. And then you ended up getting the sweat box, which shows the dirt because the make no not tarzan not tarzan i'm, I'm sorry sting i'm going back no, on sting, it. sting sting and his wife for oh, emperor's yeah. new groove i don't know why tarzan i think it's because it's horrible memories and phil collins seems like he would be involved in something terrible like like this <laughs> documentary yeah that's like this documentary but he's already available in a bad movie so it might as well be. but no sting sting it was the deal with sting that his wife was going to make the documentary for oh, emperor's yeah. new groove emperor's new groove got like scrapped entirely and made, oh, yeah, midway right. through and it's a disaster and it shows the dirt of what it's like making a cartoon it shows how crappy the ceos are like the yeah. man the management management is oh, and how bad and how like cruel they were to yeah. these animators and stuff so obviously it never came out yes, yes, <laughs> because course, yeah. but you can get it yeah but um but yeah it, so it's funny to watch that like 1970s documentary about yeah. this movie like i don't even where would that have well, aired it was on uh tv it was on yeah. nbc or something yeah yeah That's and then so you can get on VHS. the vhs i had i got from half price books and the reels were white i don't i don't know why but it was white and you could yeah i don't know right, whatever that, that's vhs i had yeah i still have it Seems like it was like recorded off of the TV. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, they used just off the shelf, uh, 
off the yeah. show. Cassette tape, it was an SLP. Yeah. Special long play, so it was like the worst quality you could possibly have. But you got three hours of it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so then they get shot in the escape pod. Get shot in the escape pod. It, it's cool. Um, so what they did for space um, was they used matte paintings. Yeah. A lot of times. And then yeah. other times... Um, they had like a black semicircle light box with the halogen okay. light inside. Okay. And it was about 20 to 25 feet across and nine feet tall. And they used push pins to poke, poke holes. holes into it for stars. They, then they backlight it and then you okay. get the stars. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's not too far removed from how you would do a lot of that photograph stuff and things today. Because yeah. they're creating a light box with a halogen light yeah. and putting stuff in it to have the sort of like these crisp, clean, yeah. Shots of something. Like, especially in this case where you don't have, you know, computer effects. No. You, you, your, your choices are miniatures or matte paintings. Yeah. And, um, so I think in the lost episode, it's not really lost. We were talking about the matte paintings a bit. Um, that they didn't really use a whole lot of, uh, like the matte paintings weren't really used for a whole lot of effects in Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Oh, it was like space, space. Pla- the planets, especially. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool because it'd have. When they say planets, we mean like the actual, like, outer, like, from yeah, the space outer view. Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool because they'd, you know, they'd draw, like, you know, a third of it or yeah. whatever. And then they'd shoot it from different angles. Yeah. It would be the same painting, but they could just slightly yeah. alter the angle. Or they could even light it differently to get yeah. a different color out of it, which yeah. use it as a different planet. Yeah. Why not? Well, and one thing they did that was really cool was they used Vista Vision cameras, which was. Um, it's a it was a form of widescreen, and it was only used for a few years. So, but it was a really high resolution. It's like basically what seventy millimeter IMAX became. Yeah. And um, so all that equipment was just sitting around, and it was just there, and it didn't it didn't cost them very much <laughs> money to refurbish it and get it working again. But since it was uh, twice the quality of thirty five millimeter film, they could process it several times and they would lose the original quality of what they shot, but it would match the thirty five that yeah. they shot for the movie. So that was a smart idea. Yeah, well this Vis- Vision would have been Paramount, it was, a, it was in the fifties. Yeah, I think Paramount Oh yeah. I think because I think it was like one of those things because I remember reading about Vistavision because I was like, very interested in the film cameras for a little mm. bit. It's reading about that stuff. And I think it was one of those things and it being in the fifties makes a lot of sense because I remember it was like it's like a partner to Panavision. Yeah. And 3D was big at the time, so it was going to help 3D effects uh, yeah. or something. It was another so version of 235, yeah, but it wasn't anamorphic. It wasn't an, and Fox had like a competitive version of that, and they wanted it to be able to compete with Fox oh, at the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those like little things. Like, yeah, I liked. Well, they were all competing with TV. TV. Yes, it was TV. Because TV they was the big screen, so they made it big. Yeah. So it was, yeah, double. Yeah, if you wanted to. You know, we wanted an excuse. You needed an excuse to get people out to the theaters yes. because everyone was watching TV. Yeah, and and and, 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 <laughs> and yeah, and film is still sort of in that zone these days where yeah. they're trying to find. That's why 3D was such a hot yeah. gimmick for so long because they're trying to find an excuse to get people back to the theaters. But you don't really. All you, the only excuse you need to get people back at the theaters is to make good movies. Yes, exactly. I was just gonna say and, to and, make a good movie. Yeah, and, and like they sort of found. I mean, with the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm, yeah. with the success of Star Wars in '77, like you, as long as you make something big, yeah, big that people want to go see, they'll go see it. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, 2019's movie of the year. Yeah, it just has to be a movie people want to see, and that's why those Marvel movies are so successful. Yeah, that's why Star Wars movies remain successful. Yeah, because there are movies that people want to go out and see, and they will see as long as you don't make a bad one. Yeah. As long as you don't make multiple bad ones, yeah. you can make a bad one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have. 
The yeah. Marvel movies have made bad ones. The yeah. Star Wars movies have made bad ones. Star Wars is feeling the effect a little more because Star Wars is sort of bigger than life. People ex- yeah. people expect yeah. more out of Star Wars than they do out of a comic book. Yes. Because a comic book movie can be great, but the comics themselves may be great, but they're comics. Yeah. They're, they're dumb. People do like them as just comic book like movies. Just comic book movies. It's okay that they're just dumb. Yeah. You know, when you inject emotion into them, people like them. And that was that's why Star Wars is such a success yeah. when it first came out, because it was just fun. Yes. It was a movie that people wanted to go see. The 70s are filled with movies that are not no, fun. No, not fun, no. You got at, the French Connection. You got Planet like, of the Apes. Like, we'll get to it at the end of this when we talk about oh, yeah. sort of the movies of oh, 77, okay, yeah, yeah. and you will see yeah, why up. Star Wars – like, I'll even look at 76 a little bit just to show you what was yeah. what was popular at the time in the 70s because, like – and it'll show you exactly why this movie was successful as it was yeah. because it is a fun movie that people wanted to see. Yes. It was – America, not in a good place <laughs> yeah. in the late 60s, mid – early 70s, mid 70s. Yeah. It was a very dark time for American society. Well, I watched it yesterday, and yeah. I've seen this movie how many times, and I still get excited. You know what I mean? Like, the end is enthralling, and, okay. you're, and you're pulled into it every single yeah. time. And well, the movie, just, starts, and the movie starts off by introducing you with the whole of these, like, giant gold robot and a rolling trash can and this terrifying <laughs> uh, black cloaked figure and yeah. these... Uh, haunting ghost like you know the stormtroopers yeah. like they're, they're they're you know this is your first time seeing them it's yeah. everything's very stand out and it's very fast it's very fast movie it doesn't move very quickly it, 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 it doesn't have time for exposition no it just flies it just goes it. like like obi-wan sort of explaining some stuff to luke early on in this movie is about the most sort of sit down <laughs> exposition scene you get well that was what Lucas was going for was yeah. that you get who everybody is just by looking at them. Yeah. Like you under, like Luke's in white, Leia's in white, they're the young ones. Yeah. They're the virgins, you know. Han's more experienced. He's an older guy who, you know, looks experienced. Yeah. You have Obi-Wan who looks like a monk samurai guy. Yeah. He looks like, he looks like a wizard. Yeah. You have he, Darth Vader like who's he's, all in black. He's space Gandalf. And yeah. Like, because Lord of the Rings was already huge at this point. Oh, yeah. People would have sort of picked up on that sort of. Yeah. Luke, Lucas yeah. loved Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. He yeah. actually tried to make it in the 80s. That makes sense. Who's going to get the rights to it? That's so weird. I asked one of my friends. I was like, man, what would that be like if Lucas made it? He's like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Man. I I wonder if he would have done the same. Would he have done a trilogy of Lord of the Rings? I'm sure he would have. That makes sense. I'm sure he would have known where to cut the fat off and just focus on the story. Focus on the story. (laughs) I think that's why. I'm just making this up, I think. (laughs) I'm just guessing here, but I think that's why I made Willow. Ah, I I think that might Because it's just The Hobbit. Like, it's just a fantasy. Yeah, yeah it's just a fantasy, fantasy but yeah. like a Hobbit style thing. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Willow's good. Yeah, Willow's great, yeah. I'm not a big I've never been a huge fan of sword and sorcery fantasy. I'm not I don't like Lord of the Rings. I'm no. not like Willow I'm okay with, but I'm yeah. like it's it's that kind of thing. Like it, it's, it's more like Star Wars where it's just the fun that doesn't get into it the, doesn't, the, yeah. the wizardry crap yeah. and magic. It just exists and it's it, it's it, easy to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. But um It's good. Yeah. So what PPO and R2 land on, on Tatooine. Tatooine. Tatooine, the barren wasteland. Barren wasteland. Like, it's so funny how critical Tatooine is for Star Wars, but you see none of it. Oh, yeah. You see this big blank desert, you see Moss Eisley, and you see, um, like, in episode one, the 
arena for the yes yeah. which is cool because Mos Espa looks different yeah I mean it's still a desert but it's cool that you know it's like you're on the other yeah. side of the planet yeah it's cool that it didn't literally go right there so then yeah. episode two when you do go there yeah. you know you're there yeah and it was cool how they how they did that yeah so I, I'm assuming just those Tatooine has two two sort of things it's got that and Mos Espa. It's got like Tatooine, <laughs> Mos Eisley, Mos Espa, yeah, and the rest is Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders and sand. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and, and like camps. Yeah. Because like, because our farmland, I guess technically, because moisture farms, moisture farms. You don't know exactly how significant <laughs> that is to this universe, but you would just assume significant. You get water out of there. Water, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's still there, isn't it? Like, um, I know that the um, <laughs> uh, I don't know which part of it. Maybe it was. Well, where they shot uh, like Luke's house, that was a hotel. The Lars, the, the, the the sinkhole. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a hotel. And uh, I think though the hut though they ke- or the little house, I think they kept that up there. I know I the I know the skeleton that three PO sees out there. I know that's still there. Really? Yeah. And when they built um. Uh, at the stuff for Attack of the Clones, they left it up there. Yeah, no, no, right. I, for episode one, they left it up there. And then I think they, when they came back, they planned on using it, but it's just a tourist attraction. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. You get a lot of that with some things where it's like, they, like, oh, well, we're working on this movie, but we're just going to leave it there because it'll become a tourist attraction. And it'll, yeah, well, it'll help the economy of this, like, weird location. Yeah, it's in the middle of almost Egypt. Yeah. Um, like, it's like, yeah, I, I guess. But, like, it seems so disruptive. I didn't say the whole phrase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems so disruptive for whatever well, reason. But yeah, yeah well, so, fun. so they're in Tunisia, Tunisia, and yeah. they started filming. And Tunisia had the first rainstorm they'd had in fifty years. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and that just, that that delayed filming, so they did not get everything they wanted. Just, and that was where they first went. That just sounds exactly like what you'd expect from the production of this movie. Yes, just like where like I can't get a damn break. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that, that is not, that's only the beginning of Lucas's troubles, which I have have later. <laughs> so so yeah, so there. So R two is just a man on a mission. At yes, this point. yeah, R two is he completely obsessed. Three PO is not listening to him. He doesn't like. Yeah, three PO is too busy being an anxious mess to sort of really <laughs> listen to him. And so for whatever reason, they try to split off. <laughs> yeah, R two is going where he's going, and three PO is mad. He just leaves him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is. I, where... I wonder what's what Leia's goal is here to get Obi-Wan because you know he's an old fart at this point. Oh, that's true. You're yeah. trying to get him to help you with this war. Yeah, I mean, and I, like I heard, I, her dad told him to get him. Yeah, I'm I'm mean, like but like I wonder what like they think is going to happen by getting him. Because yeah, it is know. it is like like in terms of storytelling and mm. what the goal of this is, it's just an excuse to get Luke Skywalker. Yeah. They don't know that that's what the excuse is because yeah. that's not really what the plan is. Yeah. But in terms of form of storytelling, it's this weird complicated MacGuffin uh, to yeah. get Luke partnered up with Obi-Wan yeah. to get him in this role. Because like there really is – like we see what Obi-Wan is does when he gets there. Not he, much help. Yeah, no. He kind of sneaks around as an old man trying yeah. to shut off some power. Yeah. But, like, what else is there for him to do? I mean, yeah. I realize he's a Jedi, and that goes a long way. Yeah. But he doesn't really, like... Well, I guess the plan is just for him to get the plans back to Alderaan. 
him. Yeah. And, and she knows she's out in Tatooine. Yeah. So she knows that that's the only person out there that can do anything. Yeah, I guess. I'm yeah, it's so that. weird. It's like, it's a weird play. Yeah. Like, and I don't really know what the... She said yeah. it's her most desperate hour. Yeah, it's my most desperate hour, so <laughs> I got no one else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in contact with this octogenarian. She's like, I don't want to get your help, but you're literally the only person yeah. You are literally <laughs> my only hope. Yeah, she does say it there. Obi Wan. I wonder if she means old Ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben's such a regular Star Wars name. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Sometimes it's like it's like it's yeah, like because you get like Luke and Ben. Maybe that was like Obi's cool nickname for himself, like named Nobody... like, named like Rex or something. Just yeah. like something that it's like, oh Ben, that guy sounds like a rock star. Yeah. Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's yeah. Nobody else like. I, Yoda's, I'm not calling you Ben. <laughs> ben, I shall not. <laughs> call you by your Christian name, I will. <laughs> Come on, you just can't call me Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi when we're in hiding. This doesn't work. I'm yeah. on a planet with people, and you're yeah. calling me by my real name. <laughs> okay, I guess he doesn't make an attempt to cover up his name. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Obi-Wan stands out more than Kenobi. Yeah. Well, guess, that, that, that does bring up the one inconsistency between the two trilogies. Everything else I have, I can explain. But the one that my wife brought up was, why is Luke's name not changed to Skywalker? Or why is it yeah, still why Skywalker? Is it not, why, yeah, why isn't it not? That, now, there's, now, there's no Star Wars explanation I can come up with. Yeah. Obviously, the only one is the, the, that, It's the true explanation. Yes, which is that this was made in 77, yeah. and he had no plans of making the other yeah. ones. So that, that is, that, this is the only time in Star Wars where that is the explanation. Because it's Lars, right? It's yeah, Owen and Lars. Owen yeah. Brew Lars. Yeah. So it should be Luke Lars. Luke Lars. Because he never... Knew his parents, yeah. never met his parents. They are his parents. They raised him, but yes. they didn't change his last name. No, 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 and they still go by uncle. And, and, yeah, and they still go by. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be associated with you. Yeah, it's like, they, it's like, they, like, well, listen, we're not like. Leia took the Organa name. She did, yeah. They straight up adopted her as a child. At the same time. <laughs> at the same time, but the the Larses decided, like, not only are we going to do that, we're also going to tell you to never talk about your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's this weird semi-abusive relationship clearly <laughs> Roke, Luke grew up in with the, with the Larses. It was farmers. Know. Farmers hate life. Yeah. <laughs> They're always uh, bitter and yeah, nothing was, ever ever working for them. Yeah. It's so weird how, how that played out for Luke in the end. Yes. Like, Leia gets to be a princess, and Luke has to grow up a farm boy <laughs> with 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 parents that won't call themselves his parents. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a baby. It's not like they took you in after your parents yeah. died when you were you know eight or nine or something, and it's yeah. obvious to you they're not their parents. Yeah. They adopted you. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. they won't call themselves your parents. I know. So weird. Very funny. So. So R two man on a mission making his way across yes. the desert. Good. Uh, I love the the wipes in the movie as opposed the to old, just cutting to the next scene. Just the old schools like. That's like, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very effective. I, yeah. I really like it. I always think that was a good nice transition to the next scene. I also noticed yesterday when I watched it was this is the only Star Wars movie that has a couple fade outs like fade to black. Yeah, it's in the very beginning, and I know uh, Paul Hirsch, the editor, yeah. said that. Like a lot of the times they were, um, like the next frame would be the white from the film ending because yeah. they held shots till the very end. And I wonder if, like a lot, I either by mistake or just by uh, the style they didn't have the wipes down yet. 
is if they didn't hold the shots long enough to do the wipes. Yeah. I wonder because the the fade out seemed quite strange. Well, I guess it depends what, what what's, what's when they do a fade out. Like, what's the next scene? Uh, it's it's after they buy three uh, PO and R two. Yeah. And it's when uh, they're in Luke's room and he's playing with his toy. And it fades out to that scene when it like fades back in. Three PO's in the oil. Because like, because I was thinking like maybe it's doing a fade out because like if the next scene has like a weird sort of like color transition or a yeah. light transition, but if it's just nothing, if it's just the same. For... One, one of them it fades out and then it's morning or something. But... That see that one makes sense. Yeah. Um. So where are we at? I, I did notice oh. this. I think it was on Blu-ray. I don't know if it's always been there. So I think it's after Feta, and it's when you're looking down into like the sinkhole of their house, and it's when Uncle Owen's looking for Luke. It's so funny and, and that it's, they live in a hole. <laughs> it, it, it's cooler down there. That's why uh, yeah. desert places do that, where yeah. they live underground. Um, but so it's when uh, Uncle Owen's calling for Luke. If you look in the right of that shot of the looking down one, you can see like a transparent Luke Skywalker in one of the doorways. He's it looks like a ghost because it's, it's clearly Luke, but he's like. It's like half there. It looks like it goes. I don't know what's up with that. I've never, I've never heard like what the reason. I, obviously, it's you know some kind of technical mistake. Yeah. But I don't know what the, if they had a shot with him and they could dilute it a bit or I, I don't know. But I've noticed that and I've never heard that anywhere else. <laughs> Not that I ever read crap on the internet. But. <laughs> so so R two gets caught by. Yes, he goes out looking for Obi Wan. Obi Wan. And then uh, gets and caught then they, by the Jawas. Then they find him. Oh no, there he got caught by the Jawas. Oh, is that right? Did I jump ahead? I think you jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. You jumped ahead. Yes. Yeah, he gets caught by the Jawas, and then 3PO calls for the Jawas for help. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know. No, he didn't know. He didn't know. He, didn't he, was, know. he just needed some kind of help. Because, that's, that, he, cause again, uh, everything sort of – the Star Wars universe exists solely on, like, Deus Ex Machina. Everything has to happen in a very specific way oh, totally, for yeah. the story to happen. Yeah. And you just so – Especially, yeah. That. Especially this one. Like, with this one, it is, like, a, such a roundabout way to get – R2 to the Skywalkers. <laughs> yeah. To get, well, like, and it's funny that they like separate and then immediately go back together. Yeah. It so, doesn't feel weird in the movie, but when you think about it, it's funny. Yeah, so so Luke needs to get needs to buy some droids. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it, it's funny looking at the, all the different robots, and they're like, yeah. you can see the Death Star um, one that looks like 3PO. Yeah. He's there, and there's like the Gonk droid, which everybody loves for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny, it, that got me thinking about the technology. I think people like the Gonk droid just because it, it says, says Gonk, gonk when yeah. it walks, and it's such a goofy thing <laughs> yeah. that it can't help but sort of be endeared to it. Gonk, yeah, yeah. Gonk, gonk. <laughs> well, that got me thinking about the technology, and it's funny because people are like, "Oh, in the prequels, it's the technology is so much better than these ones," which is of course true. Yeah. But there is a story explanation I think I've come up with for it, yeah. which is, I mean, you look at the Roman Empire, yeah, and then you look at medieval, which is after. And yeah. medieval looks like it was before the Romans, yeah. And it's and like it's and it was like you know an age of like beauty and elegance, and where they put yeah. you know artisanship and, into what they yeah, did. And, and yeah, you know, it's a it's yeah, it's a different era, and B. It's a, it's a country rule or you know country quote end yeah, quote yeah. like it's a galaxy. It's a galaxy ruled by an ruled, empire. Ruled by uh, yeah, ruled by a, the dark side. Yeah, where they just like, stamp everything out of the factory. Every, everything, and, yeah, everything's the Volkswagen bug. Yeah, of, this is galaxy. Everything sort of just it's not designed to be elegant. It's designed to be functional yes. and to support the empire. Which That's is all everything is. Which is the reason that like the yellow Naboo starfighter has like those pointy fins. They don't. 
serve any purpose. They just yeah. look cool. It's that's, like that's, a, that's the point. Like it's, 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 it's supposed to look good. Yeah, it's an old 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air. Yeah, it's got you know wings on the back. They don't really. It's not like a spoiler or something. You're not yeah. really adding anything other than an aesthetic flair to yeah. it. And you know, eventually, you know. Uh, capitalism ends up dealing yeah. with some stuff and you have you know every car now looks like a Ford Taurus yeah you know there's no you know that's just you know whatever yeah I mean, and you see in the movies when you go one through three is that the technology gets less and less like it is in the Phantom Menace because yeah. the Emperor is rising yeah yeah so I mean there's a story reason for it I mean yeah. of course you know you would but also, probably see buzz droids but, but also like it doesn't, there's, you know, there is yeah. an explanation yeah but also like yeah and also you have to connect some dots once in a while and people tend to not like to connect dots no they don't they don't people, want to think about for, it so, so, like it's like they don't have to say anything you just use some common sense once in a while <laughs> yeah, yeah. and figure out it's like, easier you know, not to like something than is to like something yeah. <laughs> or to make sense out of it yeah so I uh, guess we did we did skip past Luke having to go to get the droids because yeah, yeah. we did miss I just want to go to Tashi <laughs> Station and pick up some power converters yeah, yeah. I remember people laughing at that in the theater when I saw it it's, it's, it's just a funny line it's the his line delivery for it is genuinely bad but like in a Star Wars way not like yeah yeah it's like it's, it's super whiny and obnoxious but well, like whatever it's, well, well one thing I didn't get because obviously I saw this at a young age where mm-hmm. my opinion of the story and everything was solidified and when I watch them now I'm not really like thinking about that kind of stuff but uncle owen doesn't want him to go because luke's gonna go hang out with his friends yeah and he says that but that's what luke's doing he's not actually going to do this helpful chore he's going to go hang out with his friends and like that's what's going on there and it's like when you get older and you you know think about stuff you're like oh wait that's what's going on there yeah he wasn't actually getting power converters he wanted to go leave ditch this place and go hang out with his friends wanted to go to the arcade just so happens that the arcade was Probably. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were gonna go get some power converters, but that really yeah, wasn't, well, yeah, but his that wasn't the intent. No. Like, like, I, really, I'm going because I just want to get out of here. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm not allowed to join the rebellion. Yeah, and so, just go hang out with Biggs <laughs> and, and all that. Well, there's a cutout scene of that. Yeah, and well, I remember reading the book. So, like, a lot of those weird cutout scenes make their way into the book. Oh yeah, yeah. Hope, you so. know when they write the novelizations for movies, they don't see the movies. They yeah. just write it off the script, based off like not and not even like the final draft. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, no, it, it's super weird because you get like weird, all the deleted, all the, scenes, all the deleted or... scenes are in there, and like yeah, or even scenes that aren't even necessarily deleted just never made the final draft. Oh yeah. Because they, because it has to be ready. Most, especially back then, they had to sort of be ready for prime time. Like those books. Mm. Nowadays, the books don't come out with mm. the movie because, like, the Rise of Skywalker book doesn't come out until like March. Which is a good idea. Which is a good idea because you can ruin it. Yeah. So you, so you're not going to ruin it, and you also get the final like closer to a final draft. Yeah. It's going to have stuff in it. It's going to expand upon certain yeah. things more because the scripts tend to, and and you're not based writing it on a final draft. And yeah. you get, but the funny thing is, is now those books, the, if the deleted scenes are in the books, they count them as canonical. It's like, <laughs> some, so if they, so if they explain something a little deeper in the books, it is canonized. That's weird. Yeah. Like it wasn't in the movie, but this is actually, this actually happened. You didn't see it, but yeah. cause it's in the book. It's there. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I love the uh, Star Wars has a few instances of these with Chewie and R two, well, like the unsaid lines, like when when R two plays the message and Luke's like, "Wait, 
bring that back. And then 3BO beeps, and then 3B goes, what message? The one that you wrote? It's like, three, so there are two had to go. Wait, yeah. what are you talking about? What, what message are you talking about? Yeah, what was that line <laughs> delivery? What, play that back. Play, play what back. What are you talking about? He does that a lot, and it's really good. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah, 3PO is like, what do you mean, what message? Yeah. He's like, what message? What are you talking about? The, the one you said about, oh, two seconds ago? Oh, okay. Oh, listen, I'm a toddler. I, it's all... Yeah. Well, and the, so the way they got that hologram effect was they shot them, then they played it on a TV screen, then they filmed the TV screen to get those lines. Yeah, it makes sense. Which is get cool, the scan yeah. lines in there. Yeah. To make is... a, hologram technology is always wildly inconsistent with every, in every movie that they're in, because it's like, like, here it's like super stable and good, and then like here it's like, Well, in the prequels, I think yeah. they make an attempt to make the technology more worse in the past because it's yeah. always glitching a lot yeah. more which is which is cool yeah there's a lot yeah. yeah but i do like in the i can't talk about it in the phantom menace episode but i do like the one where they're talking with the emperor the phantom menace and it's on like mobile legs that are oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah first you see him and he's just like waddling and you're yeah. like what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool that's cool yeah um oh. uh, that, that was um a good little uh, special edition edition is um when you see the stormtroopers looking for him and you see the dewbacks walking around because yeah. before it was just like a giant puppet that kind of moved. And you see it moving around with the rider on there and, it, and the ship in the back and much more in line with what Star Wars was originally supposed to be. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good addition. And, of course, I love the uh, – because the camera's panning left and then the stormtrooper just pops up and he's like, what's your droids? But I love that. I love that. I love that pop-up. My so, favorite st- – the, the what's our droids? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you <laughs> – I love getting lost in like Star Wars fan Wikipedia stuff that talks about like the characters based on like the lore of the books and stuff. And just like that character has such weirdly deep lore. Like, did like she actually uh, became a spy for the for the re- rebels because he realized what he was doing was wrong. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's well, like oh it, boy, it's funny. One thing. Uh... People don't really think about what Star Wars and the characters like the characters are two dimensional. Like what you see is what you get. Like there's not a whole lot yeah. going on there. And yeah. I just I just read a character's quote this morning. She's like she's like these characters are one dimensional. She's like no, this no, isn't a this... char- she's like this isn't a character. This is a character. Or what she said this is a uh, not getting a word, but uh, yeah. So it, it's funny she's talking about the yeah. She's like, I can't write a list of Princess Leia's likes and dislikes. She's <laughs> like, that's not what kind of character it is. Like and that's that's what Star Wars is, which people kind of seem to overlook. Yeah, it's all visually based. Everything yeah. that you see, it's a, it's a, yeah, is is how is your understanding of it. Like the yeah. way that Lucas said, it's always a silent movie. Yeah, which it took me a, a while to understand that, but yeah. what he meant was, or what I finally read, uh, was that the dramatic events take place visually, not so much through yeah. the dialogue. Yeah, and that's that's what's yeah, and that's, and then. then the through dialogue. the color. Yeah, the dialogue the is never great. It's never well written. You know, it's funny people say that, but this has to be the most quoted script. Like it, that, it Not is. only it's, of all Star Wars, but especially this one. But it, something doesn't have to be good to be quotable. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, it's not bad. It's. Stylized. I mean, think think think, <laughs> of, think about how often we make references to the room. <laughs> that's that's because it's bad though. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, quotable because there it is quotable and there is like you know. It, it's it's phrases and things that like are kind of unique in a way. But, yes, you know, Lucas's it's, unique way of writing. Yeah, and, it's, just, it's, it's just it's just a stylized. And, and, yeah, and, and, and the delivery is is stylized. Yeah, the delivery isn't great, but like that's that's, the, that's the angle it that they're going for because the 
dialogue and the line delivery in the movies that he is paying homage to yes. were all that way. Because you see American Graffiti, and it's nothing like Star Wars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and he yeah. wrote and directed it. Yeah. It's, yeah. People it, seem to, it, people seem it's, to forget that. It's hard to... When you when you need an excuse, it's an easy one to pick up. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's very little difference between script and lines and line delivery yeah. in the prequels compared to the originals. Yes. Very little. But because you don't like the prequels for reasons that you can't fully <laughs> grasp, some some people can. There's some people that have legit gripes with the prequels and that yeah. you get them, and I like I get I understand that. Oh, totally, yeah. It's like and especially when it, like especially like it's okay to say that you don't like the prequels because it doesn't it's not cohesive to what you were expecting in your head. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like it's like you 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 grew up watching Star Wars and there was some you expected something completely different and yeah. that's not what you got. Yeah, for you Star Wars is an X-wing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's not what you got and 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 you, you don't really know how to vocalize it that way without sounding kind of petty mm. or fan fictiony, but so like make stuff up. so so you get things like it's like well the dialogue's bad and it doesn't make sense that this would happen. It's like none of it makes sense. <laughs> like so much of this movie, like I was talking about with the Obi Wan thing, like. It's like yeah, you're playing logic to the new movies that you did it to the old movies. You did, you did it to the old movies because you were nine. Yeah, uh, but and you've grown up. But you, Star Wars has. Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars is still twelve. Yeah, so you, you're you're doing this. Like I said, it, it's you want to apply the same level of logic to, um, like where like why the technology difference between one and two or one and like one in the originals or certain MacGuffins and stuff oh, in this yeah. in the new movie. That like it's 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 all the same. It's all the like. Why is she sending an old sending for an old man who can't really be of much help? Because it's yeah, people would rip that apart if that was that. Yeah, because yeah, because it, it, that 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 doesn't make any sense. But yet it it. But in in the new movie, it it uh it doesn't make sense that uh oh. So now Leia gets in contact with Lando. <laughs> Couldn't have done it in the previous. No, because this is where the story needed to be here. Yeah. But like it's and it's the same thing. It's like no, they she sent for Obi Wan because that's where you need him. You need him to get the story going. You need him to get to Luke in some way, and it's going to be a complicated, convoluted reason. It's in order for him to get to Luke, it has to be she sends a droid yeah. to look for an old man that gets yeah. bought by this child yeah. that ends up stumbling his way into a meeting with Obi Wan Kenobi that ends up putting him on a. Sp- spaceship yeah because his family got killed that he really has no connection to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it is this it, it is such a like convoluted complicated like reason to get him to be a jedi yeah that like that's it's that's if you break it down, if you break it down stupid. it makes no sense yeah. it's stupid it's terrible but yeah. like it's it's still it's a story it's a story <laughs> it still works and it's still it's it needs to happen yeah. like and it worked, and it got them there, and it's become one of the most significant movies of all time. Like yeah. you know, it's. Yeah. I, I think you need, I think you need to calm down a little bit if you're going to complain about plot it, like the, stuff. The, the but, internet is not good for movies. Yeah. Well, negativity is one of those things where yeah. when somebody starts, you can feed off of it yeah. very easily. Oh, I remember with episode one in particular. I remember when I realized that the ter- like when I was like, I remember I was at like I was on vacation, and I was watching late night TV. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. It was for Phantom Menace. And I was watching late night TV and they were making fun of like 
the sort of the racist language of um, Jar Jar mm. doing that sort of like you know that, that post Civil War sort of like mm, yeah. African language that every that was sort of yeah thing because that's really what it is and um, I'm like like it's like it's, and like them making a joke based on that the audience like losing their minds. <laughs> And then, like, from there on out, I just started reading the negativity more and more. Because I was definitely online at that oh, point. Yeah. You just go online and you start reading about Star Wars. And it's like, oh, okay. And it's just, like, people are getting increasingly more angry as time goes on. Yeah. Because, again, like, the Attack of the Clones is a higher cinema score that, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. A movie that everyone hates. A movie that was so despised by the internet, and it's still like higher ranked than <laughs> some like a lot of it's like because like the cinema score for it was like an A. So cinema score is one of those things where they like do uh, audience reaction polls after they see oh, the movie yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and so it's like an A plus to F ranking, and so. This new movie has a B plus, this mm. Rise of Skywalker, which is the lowest a Star Wars movie has ever had on the mm. cinema score. Mm. Um, Phantom Menace was A minus. Mm. You know, Attack of the Clones was A, and you know, Star Wars and stuff are just like all A A plus. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But like, yeah. So I don't know. It gets weird with Star Wars in particular. It people does, yeah. people will hate on something in like the prequels that is exactly the same <laughs> yeah. in these movies. Yes. So. Yeah. Nice. Good talk about Tusken Raiders. Yep. Which are very cool again. Yeah, that's a good design. Yeah, and then the, the bantha they're riding is an elephant that they put the dress on top. So it's an actual elephant? Actual elephant. Oh, that's good. That is actually the same elephant that they filmed to get the walk, walking down from the AT-ATs from oh. the Empire. AT-AT, I will go on the record as saying, is my favorite Star Wars like cool. vehicle design. I love the AT-AT oh, design. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something... It's very cool. It's, it's so cool because there's something like... Very practical. Very thing. practical about it, especially like, you know, especially when you in a universe that where everything is like anti gravity and hover kind of yeah, based and yeah. stuff, and then you have this like four legged walking battle tank yeah. that like that is specifically designed for rough terrain. Yeah. And like yeah, well, we'll talk about more of the ATA because I just love the ATA yeah. design. Like, yeah, it it looks cool, and it's funny that it just looks like like it's unnecessary that it looks like an animal, but it does, and it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, everything. Yeah, it takes its inspiration from the animals. Yeah, um, it's funny when the Tuscan um, Raiders look like the scavengers that they're supposed to be. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. like it's like where it's like their whole thing is sort the of rags, like the rags and the goggles and, and the, the breathing, goggles, thing, the breathing apparatus to sort of keep them like yeah, it, it, they very much look like very. Mad Maxian designs, yeah. like, like, like they're living in a post-apocalyptic society. Yeah. But they just—that's just their tribe. Well, it's funny because they have bullets because of the Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, they do have them. bullets. So they're they're low tech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're shooting bullets. Yeah, up, right? I guess yeah, they make more bolts or something in some way. It's some sort yeah. of bolt propelled. Yeah. yeah. It's funny when Luke's looking through his binoculars and he says, I can see one of them now. Then the one pops up in front. Yeah. On VHS, you couldn't see the one that was walking. Because yeah. little did we know at the time we were only watching it's half been of the movie. It's been so long since I've seen those cassette tape versions that anything that was pre-special edition. Oh, I remember everything. And anything that was on VHS. I don't remember when, any of that stuff. When the Jawa um, puts on uh, R2's restraining bolt at nighttime before he gets sucked up into the sand yeah. crawler, my tape would pop on that shot, and I, I still see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it crystal clear last night, but uh, I still see that pop out. I, and the sound would get a little jarbly. The, um, That's a good word. 
<laughs> Jarbly. Jarbled's uh, a word. But uh, R2-D2's scream is always good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he falls face versus... Yeah. <laughs> That's always hilarious. Yeah. It's funny because I've seen R2 in real life. Like, the actual thing is huge. It's, it's way bigger huge. than you think he is. It has to fit a whole <laughs> yeah. man inside of him. I mean, granted, it's a small man. Yeah, it's with, a dwarf, with, but he's still a man. Yeah, it's still a man. Yeah, it's still, still a still, yeah. still, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's way big bigger than yeah. you think. Like, even, like, the... Like a little rotating ball thing on the one side of his face, and like yeah. the one behind him, they're so much bigger than you think. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to it's weird to actually see it. Yeah. Well, those him and three PO particularly in stormtroopers and stuff are the coolest to see in real life because they look exactly the same. Yeah. Like when you see Luke's outfit, you know it's the outfit, but there's no hands or a head. Yeah. Or it's, it's I, I remember just, when I saw the costumes and the, and the gold bikini was there. Yeah. And everybody's always talking about that. And they're like, how did the gold bikini look? Like, well, not the girl behind it. It's, it's not, just, it's not it's, very impressive. It's just, there's not much yeah. to look at. It's just a it's just a bikini with like a hip cape. <laughs> yeah, it's on a mannequin. It's with the bikinis. It's what the bikinis on top of. Yeah, that you're looking at. yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and 1970s teenager was. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like uh, since Leia doesn't wear a bra on this. I never noticed that stuff. Some people point out because I saw it at such a young age. That there was no, there was no looking at girls like that. And like even now, I'm just like, I mean, I'll see it, but I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like it's not oh, yeah. something that I look at. My eye doesn't go for it. I'm still looking at the stormtroopers <laughs> or whatever. Oh, so then uh, Obi Wan. Let's go to. I think the one thing that was the, a major change between the uh, special edition and. The original edition was the sound Obi Wan makes to scare off. Yeah, the, I don't remember what the first one was because it is changed every single time. Yeah, every time they do. Because when they did the DVD, it sounded like the Boga that he yeah. rides episode three. Yeah. And now it sounds you can hear Allegheny's voice and then it just kind of cascades into something else. Yeah, which is to, cool. Yeah. Supposed to be part of his force power. I don't know, but I don't know. Just some sound. I, it's it's it, it, it is it is a. It is a power that is never discussed or brought up ever again no. in any form of like the it, only person that ever like up and like this most recent movie is the only time you ever have somebody like using the force to sound like somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Obi Wan just really understands acoustics and like yeah. in the caves, you know, is that a, he's, he's really bouncing his voice yeah. off of the rocks. Yeah, he's, and a, just, he's, a, he's a ventriloquist. He yeah. just knows how to throw, throw his voice, voice and around. And stuff. Yeah. But it, it's cool though. I mean, it works. It works. It, it yeah. works very cool. Yeah. Um, and the the Obi Wan scene when he explains the look of the forces and the backstory was something that when the prequels were coming out, you watched that scene with 110 percent attention because everything he said, which of course doesn't really have till the third movie. Yeah. But it was funny because and he doesn't really say that much, but no. it's, it's funny because you're very engaged in that. Yeah. I I. I... Appreciate Luke's sort of like naivete oh, and yes. willingness to just sort of go along with this. Yeah, because like this is all brand new information to him about this kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's just like, all right, well, he seems to check out. So <laughs> yeah, well, you see how telling stories about his dad. Like, yeah, well, yeah. when you see how interested he is to know who his dad is yeah. at the dinner scene, because he really is anxious to, or yeah, he really wants to know about it. Yeah, and, and and he wants to leave anyway. Yeah, so he just wants to get that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when I was a kid, he said Clone Wars. I thought he said Cologne. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I was a kid. I didn't know what a clone was. Yeah, I, I still don't. Know. I still like it's, it's those things are fun. Like that's some of my favorite stuff is when they like make a reference to something that 
they know what they're talking about. Yeah, you don't know what it is. You just have to assume you they you, like. Well, yeah. they know. Then I yeah. mean, that's all that matters. Like, what what's a clone war? Is yeah. it clones fighting? Yeah. Are they fighting clones? <laughs> well, <laughs> and then, I mean that that's the the style that Lucas was going for because mm-hmm. when he would watch foreign movies you would be thrown into this culture where they didn't explain it because yeah. the Japanese knew what they were talking about. They, they, they were, knew what their, Japanese they, audience. Yeah, they knew what their culture was. Yeah, so, so he, he liked that sense of being thrown into a yeah. world where every little thing wasn't explained. Well, that was, and, and especially in sci-fi, they would explain everything. As I mentioned earlier in the show, one of my favorite movies is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, which is done in a very similar style to Star Wars. It is made, playing homage to a lot of that old stuff. Oh, Hence yeah. the title, just like everything else. <laughs> it, it, it's doing this. Yeah. Buckaroo Banzai is a character that has existed. Everyone in the universe knows who this character is. Everyone in the universe knows mm. what their exploits are. They make references to things that make that mean nothing. Yeah. Because it it, it exists in a a Buckaroo Banzai serial that was never made. Uh, so like they'll crack wise about something or make a reference or what's that watermelon doing there? I'll yeah. explain it later, kind of stuff. Yeah. And. It, and it just works sometimes. It's yeah. kind of fun to go into a universe like that where it's well, just like everyone in the universe understands so you don't have to have yes. – you don't feel obligated to sit down and explain the mechanics of a lightsaber yeah. or like yeah. where it came from. Like that's the – you know, those that's what the books are for if you're interested in that kind of thing, which yeah. I'm simply not. No. The lightsaber works because the lightsaber works. I, you never – we all know that a lightsaber is powered by the crystal thing. Like the hyper crystals. But that's never mentioned. You never see it. You never mention it. You never see – like the closest you get of seeing somebody build a lightsaber is – Luke in a deleted scene yeah, where he Return like, of the Jedi. The final he makes the final adjustment and now he has his new lightsaber. Yeah, you it. never see that production. Even in the old movies where they could have, or not the old movies, the prequels which yeah. are the old, they could have easily have shown like, because oh. they clearly go through them like candy. Yeah, Obi-Wan was his lightsaber and everybody. Yeah. And, Except for the third one. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, he's even giving Anakin back his or something. Like, you gotta keep a hand yeah, on yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You assume the Anakin's lost them many times. Yeah, so, like, yeah. But you never see anyone making them because there's nothing to it. They know what's going on. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And yeah. So then uh, Luke's aunt and uncle get killed. Yeah. They so get, then, they get, oh, oh, no, he has no ties to tattoo. I do, I do like the, so, I do like the, um, when he recognizes that, oh, no, <laughs> that, that panic where it's like, well, they know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're looking for that droid because we've already been to Mos Eisley at this point by yeah. the time they get killed. Yeah. And so this is him realizing, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then he goes like, back and... Charred skeletons. Yeah, well, actually, that originally you just saw the wide shot of their bodies. Yeah. But they didn't want the movie to be G, so they added the close-up to make it PG, because <laughs> they didn't want it to be a kid's movie, yeah. or like a little kid's movie. Yeah. Because um, people always think Star Wars is for kids, but it's really for like 10 to 15-year-olds. Yeah. Teens and preteens. Yeah, yeah. And the kid and all of us. But that's what's, yeah. what's not for, like... Yeah, and it's, it makes sense to kind of make it a PG movie as opposed to a G movie because... There was no PG-13 then. There was no PG-13 then. You didn't want to be R, obviously, and there was no way it could have been. I don't think George Lucas could have added enough to this. I don't think that's... An, I don't think he's got a bone in his body to turn Star Wars into that. No, that's not his um, at all. But G at the time was 100% just, especially in the 70s, was 100% the Disney... Yeah. Like, that, that was what Disney was putting out. They were putting out G-rated movies, which were for kids... Or for parents to be able to go to the movies with their uh, kids. Yeah. It was all family movies. Yeah. It was all family movies. Yeah. And, and Star Wars isn't a family movie, in that, and that's in the Disney sense. No, no, no. But that's what the mental connection would have been. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, so it's just like a Disney sci fi movie. It's going to be like a 
because like you know later on Disney would try Disney yeah. would do the black hole yeah um but yeah so. Lucas met with Disney to make Star Wars and they passed on it I, 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 Disney the, I, I think everybody passed I think on everyone passed it. and in the Disney in the seventies probably wasn't gonna be your best shot anyways. no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the same studio that it was or would become. So. Yeah, no. But once it was a success, like Disney was more than willing to work with Disney uh, with Lucas on stuff. I mean, they got the theme park right out of it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, that's before there was even a, a potential of Disney owning anything. Like, yeah. That was yeah. just that was just the studio executive just wanting to reach out to the Star like yeah. teenagers. That was the thing. That was why Star Tours exists uh, because Michael Eisner talked talked to his son Brock. Brock. <laughs> A lot, and um, and trying to get ideas, and he's like, "Well, everyone likes Star Wars, like, uh, it's like, so it was like, so that work with Lucas on that, and that's where you get things also like uh, Captain EO, uh, yeah. which was you know that, and it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> one of <laughs> Lucas's friends, yep. and because Lucas didn't want to make it, obviously, yeah. That would have been weird for him. <laughs> make a music video. Lucas wasn't directing in those days. Yeah, this is well, this, this one burned him out. Yeah, Return of the Jedi because it was because this would have come out not too because Star Wars would have been not too long after Return of the Jedi. Only oh, a few years. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, only a few years after Return of the Jedi. And oh, Captain yeah. EO probably would have been even, was before that. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. After this, Lucas was completely done with directing. Yeah. He thought, like, even when the uh, even when the prequels were coming up, he was like, maybe I'll do the first one. And then he said the technology was so much yeah. easier. So I yeah. Mean, so so let's just get back on track with the, the, the death of the oh, yeah. parents. Yeah. And then then he leaves, and then we get to go to the Death Star. Yeah. Like, that that great scene with all the Imperials around the. Yeah. And I noticed they have like cups in front of them. I don't know yeah. if that was like. Water. I, I don't even know if it's a cup, but that's yeah, that no, a funny little joke it's, to it's make. It's unclear what goes on like in the day to day lives of Star Wars people because like <laughs> you just get glimpses of like cool, sports yeah. and what food is, yeah, and what drinks are because the infamous blue milk or <laughs> nerds go crazy. So I think it's just something. I think it's just something because it, really, honestly, in the Star Wars universe, there's nothing that you sort of like seems like it could exist in your life. Like, yeah, it is something that's real that is the only yeah. glimpse of what day-to-day life would be like yeah. in Star Wars. Like, cause you never, there's no, cause there's very little like eating or day-to-day life stuff yeah. because you're so focused on the plot at hand. Yeah, so right. just any little thing that you could sort of like easily sort of like, yeah, you know, I guess so, yeah. if you wanted to do something Star Wars, you just put some, yeah, uh, just Itty bitty bit of blue food dye in your milk and you get some stuff. And you know, they, they now make blue milk at Star Wars Land. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go to uh, Galaxy's Edge and order blue or green milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, it's fruit flavored. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, because you can't just have blue milk. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. Nobody, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, it's like Anchorman. Where it's like it's Southern California, you're not gonna sell people milk. It's so hot. Milk was a bad choice. I guess. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, then we get to meet Grandma Tarkin. Yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't even talk about Han Solo's meeting or the two shot first or anything. Oh, we're, we're, not there, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I thought we were. I thought we were because we we're just talking about the death and we're talking about. Well, they, they haven't left yet. They haven't left yet. Yeah, we uh, Luke sees him, and you get the good music with the with the wind blowing his hair, and then you see the Tie Fighters gone by the Death Star. I love the sound the Tie Fighters make. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a good sound. Yeah, yeah, it's a great it's one. It's the best of the ship sounds. A lot of I don't know if this one, but I know I know most of this. A lot of sounds with Ben Burr. They're recorded through a vacuum, like extension tube. Oh, 
huh. like the ocean or traffic or something. There's like a lot of that just through the tube. That's like how he gets a lot of those sounds. I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you get a you get a weird, an interesting level of reverb yeah. doing that, and you, you get distance yes. or something like that yeah. too. So, well, I, I love the name Grand Moktarkin because they don't say it in the movie. So to yeah. know that name, you have to be a nerd. Yeah, because you had to have the toy. I don't think, and they didn't have a toy of him from back in the day. That was only a special edition. Yeah. So I don't know if it's in the credits of Grand Moff Tarkin. Maybe it's just Governor, call him yeah. Governor Tarkin. Yeah. Well, when you see there that Grand Moff Tarkin is clearly in control. Like, yeah. He is telling Vader what to do. Yeah. Because like, Lucas said he didn't intend on Vader being the ultimate evil. It's like that's just yeah. something in pop culture that got away from him. Because, yeah. I mean, Vader was always supposed to be a pathetic character. Yeah. I mean, that's always what his intent was. And, yeah. I mean, you see it. I mean, he's just holding well, around and, with, and, with and, everybody. And they, because it's not like he holds an official seat. He is just sort of like the pet. He's there. He is the muscle for the emperor. Yeah. So when it comes to sort of like a military situation. Yeah. Of course, like, I don't know what the title of Grand Moff is, but it's clearly the same thing as just he's in charge of this vessel. Yeah. He's in charge of the Death Star. In Return of the Jedi, the guy who's in charge of the Death Star is just Moff Jajaran. He's not a Grand Moff. Yeah. So, I guess Moff is just the Death Star. Yeah. We don't have an equivalent of a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a new title. Yeah, it's a new title specifically for... Captain in general yeah. there, but... but he hasn't made it to Grand Moff. No, no, so. he hasn't. He's, he's a lot younger. It's, and the, and I mean, maybe when the Death Star gets completed, he would be able to climb <laughs> yeah. up the ranks. Yeah, we saw through to completion. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, so Tark... So, yeah, it would make sense that Vader really wouldn't have too much say unless he forced his say. Yes. Which, you know, he, he shows that he does. Yes. Which is cool. The guy does very good neck acting because it looks like... He does! He, it looks like his neck is, like, being he's got, pulled. He's got really good muscles in his neck yeah, so he's, he does, and yeah. he's able to flex them yeah. really well to... to um, Look like, you know, like he's being, being choked uh, by a ghost. That was cool to see in the theaters because when they use the force, there's a rumble from the subwoofer. Yeah, in the and it happens in like episode one when um, Obi Wan pushes the battle droids and stuff, yeah. and it's it, it's a cool. I mean, obviously now we have there's, it, but at yeah. the time we did it. It was such a subtle sound. That yeah, it, it really like, can only be picked up on a like you can hear it, but you can't like. Experience. Yeah, you, you just feel it, which yeah. is which is very cool. Yeah. So then they go to Mos Eisley, then and then they get Han Solo at the cantina. Hand. Panned, yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny. I don't know what this is, but Lucas, maybe I've said this before, but Lucas, he pronounces it Han. In the movie, they all call him, they pretty much all call him Han. Yeah. But in like, I, I read a thing where someone asked him if it was AT-AT or AT-AT, and he said AT-AT, but everybody calls him AT-AT. Yeah. Like, he always calls it yeah. something different. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, and he doesn't correct anybody. Which, which is, is cool, because I mean, that's how life is. Yeah. And you say aunt. Yeah, yeah. I say aunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, they're both right. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, wrong way to do it. Well, I, I guess there can be. But, yeah, it's just, but yeah. it does make it more real, because, like, Lord of the Rings, everybody says everything exactly the same, yeah. and in Star Wars, it does feel much more real, because yeah. Lucas says Naboo. But everyone calls it Nabu. Yeah, even in the movie, it's Nabu. <laughs> he like doesn't. Yeah, like you yeah. said, he doesn't correct him or anything. Yeah. So. Uh, Lucas said that he he uh, saved the monsters for the cantina scene because you don't see any before that. Yeah. Because he said in you know movies when they they go into the bar and stuff, there'd be all these you know nefarious characters in there, and yeah. he just wanted to crank that up to the umph degree. <laughs> so they're all like actually these really scary looking bad people. Yeah. And that that was why he did that. It's so weird because it really, like, so many of them just look like universal monsters. Yes, that was, um, a lot of those were made, like, the Wolfman yeah. was made without his, in, uh, was the devil guy. It was, like, the made without, I think they took yeah. the devil guy out. Those guys are still in the background, but when they shot it, they, uh, yeah, were made without his approval. 
Yeah. And they were so behind schedule that they just, you know, kind of do anything yeah. about it. And that's why in the in the boosts, the close-ups that they did later. Yeah. Like like the canteen, like the band was shot later, and those were played by like ILM guys. Yeah. Because they were. God, yeah. The canteen song is so good. It's, is so, it's so good. It's funny because it doesn't like. It's such a weird song when you think about the location that they're in. Yes. With this really scummy, gross, dirty thing. And here's this upbeat, poppy. Like, like jazz song. Yeah, j- jizz, as <laughs> we've learned, is the Star Wars version of music. Uh, I will never – I don't care if they never say it. I don't care if it's if it's an expanded universe thing. Just the knowledge of – no. The, that, I don't think that is. I think that is a Lucas thing. I think No, he's said that it's jizz. Yeah, yeah. Which is just still <laughs> – I can say it on this show. I can say jizz because that's what the music is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those bad words. It's not a bad word. Yeah. It's, it's not one of the main ones. It's just in, yeah. inappropriate. If I'm talking word. about a rooster, I can say cock. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same situation. I can say jizz here because we're talking about the cantina. I thing. think you've said it so many times now, though. But it's <laughs> it's now, yeah. It's now. I'm gonna get tagged. Yeah, I always love the bartender with the really gigantic nose. Uh, is racist towards the droid. Yeah, <laughs> that and was it's sort of nice, one of those. Nice it's one of those things where they kind of keep going with it. Like everyone, like future movies, especially like you see a lot of like droid racism going forward <laughs> the mandalorian hates droids uh, he goes to a mechanic and he refuses to let the, the pit droids show up in uh, mandalorian which i was very excited to see uh, i love those little stupid things my friend has a uh, like a full size uh well it's a cardboard it was for one of the book displays nice. and it's like uh, i want to say it's almost as tall but it's like it has bendable arms and, oh, arms and stuff and it's like it's foldable and not completely foldable like a battle droid but yeah it's very cool and it's like the little one two antenna on the top of the yeah. and everything but yeah no so it's just like yeah the mandalorian it's like <laughs> the don't, the, i don't want the droids to touch my shit kind of thing because of a mechanic and it's just, just i wouldn't want those pit droids i saw what they were capable of yeah, they seem the, to be kind of the three stooges yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they even do that on the new star tours they have the pit droids that are like doing the maintenance of, uh, yeah. on, on star tours and it's like they're we see how that works out i end up yeah. getting caught by darth vader almost <laughs> Uh, yeah, then they meet uh, Chewie. Chewie. And, yeah, they meet Chewie before Han, which is great. I, oh, yeah. I'd rather meet Chewie before Han, too. Uh, oh, yeah, and then they cut the guy's arm off. Cut the guy's arm off with a puddle of blood. Yes, I, I did read what that blood was. Yeah, what and is that, it? That was an insert they shot later, and the floor um, that they used for that uh, was a lighting fixture block that okay. they had on the ground, and they had the arm there, and they had raspberry yogurt mixed with red tempura for the blood. And they did have the hand jiggle, but eh. Gary Kurtz, the producer, said that was a little too much. Too much. So, so they didn't do it. You're, you're, you're pushing it. You wanted your PG, you got it. Yeah, Let's... exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh... not have a jiggle. Well, they they shot it on location, or not location, in the set, and they were going to do it as a master shot, but they said it looks really bad when it cut off, like, the fingers stayed clasped of the gun and everything. And <laughs> it just didn't look well, so they had to go back through and change I, that. I, I, that guy's design is so gross. I don't like... Oh, Dr. Avenza? Yeah, he doesn't like you. I don't like it. It is disgusting. It is disgusting design. Yeah. Even his, like, alien part. Ponda Baba? Yeah, is kind of a gross thing. He has little red things. Yeah. This kind of looks like a close-up spider now that I think of it. Yeah, it really is. It really (laughs) is, like, weird mandible thing on his mouth and stuff. Yeah. 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 That was a weird one. Moss Eisley. You'll never see such a hive. (laughs) Yeah. Wretched scum and villainy. Oh, yes. How Harrison Ford got cast in story. Oh, no, yeah. No, that one? Yeah. So yeah. Fred Roos, who was the casting director, wanted 
Harrison Ford to audition for, I don't know, just Han or whatever. But Lucas didn't want it because he already used him in graffiti and he wanted <laughs> to have fresh new faces. So he had in their office where they were casting, he had Harrison Ford there uh, since he was a carpenter at the time. Yeah. And had basically given up on acting. He had him installing a door there. So he was there and Lucas got used to seeing him. And then they needed someone to read lines with the auditioning <laughs> actors. So Harrison Ford, since he was an actor, did it. And then eventually, <laughs> was the, Fred Roos's plan worked perfectly? So, so, so dumb that Lucas was just played so easily that way too. Like, <laughs> it worked. Well, then uh, Harrison Ford said, "Then it was his job to explain to these wannabe actors what the hell Star Wars was about." <laughs> yeah, Harrison, listen, Harrison, I can just picture that Harrison Ford. Listen, I understand. This, sound, this sounds like complete and total nonsense, and it is. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, they'll make a lot of money. Yeah. Like, what is this? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, so, it's like, you just explain what Star Wars is. I got it. I don't, I don't, listen, listen, you know as much as I do. Well, like, what I can tell you, though, is it's paycheck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, he, he does like Star Wars. He's yeah. not as into it as, like, Mark Hamill. But, I mean, he likes it as Mark, a movie. Mark Hamill isn't a fair assessment no, of, like, Mark of being a, a fan. Because you, cause you have the two spectrums. Like, you got the... You've got Mark Hamill, who is a fanboy for Star Wars and, comic every, books and, com- everything and everything like that. that he's involved in yeah. or is tangentially in, <laughs> related to in some way, shape, or form. You have Harrison Ford straight in the middle where, A, it's a job, but yeah. I also don't hate the fact that I'm in this. And then yeah, you have, he likes it as a movie. Yeah, it's like it's, – Well, yeah. Harrison Ford – is interested in making a good movie. He didn't, yeah. Like a lot of actors will just take roles because you know it's a good acting opportunity yeah. and a good character. But Harrison Ford, I don't know if he still does. I know in the 80s and the early 90s, he had script approval and he had director approval and he was very in charge of the movies he made. And it shows, I mean, he made yeah. some great movies and yeah. a long a line of, of consistent movies. A lot of like, even like the bad movies that like, like you know, Air Force One isn't a great movie. No, it's a great but, for what it is. But it's exactly what it needs to be yeah and it's held on somehow <laughs> like we still know that and it's 110 percent just because of harrison ford oh yeah if totally. anyone else is in that role yeah. i think the only other person that could have been in that role that would have given it any sort of like lasting appeal would have been like a nicholas cage or something <laughs> Alan like, Baldwin. Alan, i don't think Alan baldwin would have given it any sort of length like, like get off my <laughs> no, only because Harrison Ford yeah. took his spot in the uh, Friday October. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Harrison Ford said he wants he doesn't want to star in a movie. He wants to be in a movie that stars. Yeah, like he wants the movie to be good. Like that is yeah. what he's focused on. Is yeah, the movie being good. He doesn't care if yeah. what he does. Like because a lot of actors think that what you see of them on screen is how you think they'll be. Yeah, and they're really like insecure about that. Like in Big Trouble in Little China when uh, Kurt Russell kisses um give my name in the elevator and then the next thing he walks in he has lipstick all over his face like john carpenter was like not that many actors would do that like would look that stupid yeah. kurt russell doesn't care like he knows yeah. it's a character and he knows yeah. it's funny yeah kurt russell seems like he just kurt Russell's fantastic. And, and he is like you know and he's been in hollywood for a very very yes. long time he was yeah. a child actor yeah. i could, I could go off about kurt russell for yeah. two another two hours yeah <laughs> but like it, they, but they, they certainly seem to be cut from like the same cloth. Yeah, yeah, they're they're movie actors. They're yeah. not all about the art of acting yeah. and all that yeah. kind of crap, you know, like they, they get the overall picture of it. Yeah. They realize that it doesn't the movie doesn't have to be like they don't have to have this performance yeah, of a lifetime. Yeah, performance they, of a lifetime. The movie itself doesn't the movie itself doesn't even have to be anything particularly special. Yeah. Just what it needs to be what it's supposed to be. Exactly. And that's what's most important. Yeah. 
and and it, and it works for pretty much all. and Harrison Ford really is tapped into that. Yeah, like, uh, you know, yeah, everyone has, yeah. you know, something like and he's one of those actors where it's like the movie is pretty bad. He's good in it. Yeah, he is. Like, he's always great. Yeah, people he's always forget how actors. good of an actor yeah. he is because he's in movies where he's just basically the leading man yeah. and he seems to do it so effortlessly. Yeah, and then you see something like Witness or regarding Henry, and you're like, God, Harrison Ford's great. Yeah, regarding <laughs> Henry, he's great. In regarding yeah, he's Henry, really, yeah, he's a really good actor. Or like you know, even even things like his Jack Ryan movie, which one was a Clear Present Danger, was and Patriot Games. Patriot Games, yeah. Like like he's great know, in those. He's great in those. He does one thing <clears throat> in fist fights. That I don't see any other actors do where he looks like freaked out. Like when he's fighting, he like makes these like whenever, kind of weird faces that are very real. Yeah, whenever he's Indiana Jones getting in some sort of actual tussle, <laughs> he, he always he looks look like confident. yeah, he looks like I want to be anywhere else but here right now. This isn't how I wanted this to go at all. Yeah. You know, because you all think about the scene with the where he just shoots the guy. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, like yeah. because and that's how you sort of that's how people have that sort of mental image of Indiana Jones like yeah. super confident he is never confident no, no. everything is flying he's, by the seat of his pants and he is smart. like he's very yeah, smart yeah everything but he's but you know he's in situations where being smart only can help you so much yeah and he yeah. realizes that he's, he's always in an over, over yeah time. it's like like listen I know <laughs> I know the history of this I don't know what <laughs> any, I, it's like I am. These are Nazis with like, and magic is on the line. I guess I don't know. I got to do something, yeah. but I don't want to be here. <laughs> Apparently, Harrison Ford's really, really funny. That's like I, that's what I mean. You don't see it, but everybody yeah. says that he's like the he's, funniest guy. He's got even when he when he's doing his thing when he's out there doing interviews and yeah, stuff, yeah, he's and very he's funny. being and he's being because he knows that what people expect out of him. It's like uh, it's like Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yeah, people know that this is me, but I'm playing it up. Yeah, for 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 you, the camera. So whenever they have the whole thing, where he plays up that grump character, yeah. a little, like like the one thing that they always show, where it's like, so who do you think uh, <laughs> shot first, you or Greedo? I don't oh. care. <laughs> and it's the same thing. There's that whole like Conan O'Brien thing where that was he, that right? It wasn't on there. No, no, no. Uh, it was a different one. I thought but he was like, like, I don't know. And I don't care. Yeah, but like the whole Conan O'Brien thing where they have Chewie on there. You slept with my wife <laughs> and stuff. Like he has such good comedic timing, yes. but he's able to play a character all the time. Yes, when he does it, like. He, you can tell that he's genuinely like the fact that he's not been in very many comedies is kind of a crime. I mean, I mean but he's, I he's in Sabrina, I, which is like a dramatic comedy, yeah. and he's not funny in it. No, he's great in it. Like, but he, but he's, but because, but like, I think Indiana Jones is sort of the funniest his character's been. Yeah, I mean, he just probably doesn't want to be funny on screen. Yeah, you yeah know, I, he, wants, he wants to make action. Movies he wants to make action movies, and he wants to be an action star, and he wants to be the, you know. A, not necessarily drama, but yeah, yeah, that a drama adjacent. He just like, wants to see movies. He, w- he wants to make movies. He wants to see. Yeah, he, he won't, I'm just like he's like just because I'm funny doesn't mean I have to be funny. <laughs> um, I, I love uh, I love when um Han kills Greedo. Yeah, and everybody stops. No, no, that's that's the lightsaber. Yeah, that's when the I love that everybody stops and looks. Yeah, and then just goes back to what they're doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like. It's a very, it's a very it's, Western thing. Yeah, to do. yeah, it's very much a shootout in a bar. Like everyone's playing cards, and like you cheat, fire at him, yeah. kill him, and everyone's like, ah, anyway, another one of those, huh? Piano, All right. piano comes back. Yeah, the piano comes back. Yeah, it's a great. My dad always loved that, and it's it's this is a good place to talk about it. The Star Wars humor is great because it's now Ralph McQuarrie said this about um 
the last mission possible. He's like, these aren't jokes, it's humor. And that's very true yeah. in Star Wars. It's all just comic relief. Yeah. And then you laugh at it every single time. And it yeah. like keeps the same yeah. like comedic value because mm. it's just humor in the movie. Nobody's ever setting up a punchline. Yeah, and you don't like retell these jokes. Yeah. You're not like, oh, and then you said this, and it was really funny. It's like, yeah. Not like Anchorman, you know, yeah. because that, those are jokes. It's hilarious. Yeah. But in Star Wars, it's just humor of the situation, of the yeah. characters, and it just... I, yeah. I think it just actually that's, comes out. Yeah, that's why C-3PO ends up being such a good character because it's yeah. never jokes. It really is just no. – it's just what the character is Yeah, and he is constantly in a situation <laughs> that is against everything he should be. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't like the fly. He doesn't like the sand. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like going out. It is funny that he doesn't like the sand because like that is very much Anakin in him. Oh, yeah. Like – I hate the sand. Well, doesn't everybody hate the sand? <laughs> I always love that people hate that line. You're like that is so true. Like those are the most relatable things. Especially as a said. kid who grew up as a slave, <laughs> yeah. you would hate anything that reminds you. Yeah. And the sand sucks. Actually, I think the most relatable Star Wars line I can relate to is uh, "Being married is I've given up trying to argue with you." Yeah. That's that's one I've uh, been using. <laughs> I told my friend that when I got married, I was like, "You're gonna use that Star Wars line a lot." <laughs> it's very true. So yeah, so we meet Han. Yeah, at then this we, point. and then we get Jabba the Hutt. Jabba, Jabba, which is, which is a great. We're scene. talking about the only version of Star Wars, the special edition. Yes, the only version, <laughs> the, the, the George Lucas version. George Lucas is well, that vision. The '97 version of Jabba didn't look too great. <laughs> <laughs> the time, you know, I couldn't find this on the internet because. I'm like an old man on the internet where I just get really frustrated when I can't single, find it in five single seconds. Single finger typing. Oh no, I type like a madman. I typed all <laughs> I typed all twelve pages of something. Um, but um, I guess that was one of the first instances of a CGI character that did like lip articulation. Oh. I saw a thing where I think it might have said that was like possibly like the first digital character like that. You know, beyond yeah. T1000 or something. Yeah. But I couldn't find it. And I spent too many hours looking for it. I'm trying to think. Like, I can't imagine that being completely true. But I'm maybe, thinking... Not, not the first, but one of the first. But, but, but maybe on that scale. I mean, of a I character mean, talking, interacting, and, yeah. you know, because before you it's had also, dinosaurs and you had T1000. Yeah, and, and th that scene is super tricky in a lot of ways because the character you're replacing, because that is a pre-existing scene yes. with a human character that, that isn't designed to not be there. Yeah. That is a, the, the, the human actor that's there was designed to be there. Yeah, not like now where you shoot it. <laughs> yeah, where now if you were you would if you had a human character on there that needed to be replaced later on, he would be in a green suit, so you yes. could just color key him out yeah. and put in your, um, your, your CG character. But you're having to not only create a CG character, but a CG character to replace a human being on screen yeah. and keep them hidden the entire time. Yes. That's that's tricky, especially yeah. in 1997. Yeah, that was a big deal back then. Yeah. People weren't doing that. No, no. And, and like I said, especially it's 1997. That's – Yeah. What do you – I mean that, that that's unheard of. Yeah, there's not really anything like, to compare that to. Yeah. And, I mean T-1000 was a silver guy running around and he says yeah. one thing. Yeah. And, and you know, you would have a character in a colored geek suit if you needed to have somebody to act against. So you would kind of be able to cut him out. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know. <laughs> so well, and that was a great thing is you know the actor was a human and Hansel Harrison Ford walked around him yeah and Jabba the Hutt has a tail yeah so the animator asked Lucas like what do we do with this he's like some stuff on his tail yeah and it's a really funny thing yeah and well I mean originally that scene he was a human being yeah Does so he it says you're a wonderful human being yeah. <laughs> now becomes a rock yeah well I mean he said they always wanted to replace him stop motion like they didn't have any plans for what Jabba would be but. yeah 
It's just so funny that like it is just a character. Like it's it's a character. It's a person in a, co- in a costume. Like a, he's like wearing like a fur thing. Yeah, wearing like this weird fur vest. Like and, yeah, he's got like a chalk belt. Half transient, half Viking kind <laughs> I think, of situation. I think he's bald. Yeah. It would have yeah. been great to have, would... you know, another bald hero to look up to. Yeah. You know, you can only look up to Dennis Franz for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Sipowitz can only be your, your hero for so long. That's why you need – I mean, Darth Vader's technically bald, but he's not somebody to look up to. <laughs> a, sh- a shaved head and, like, the male pattern baldness. Two, two different things. Two different things. <laughs> David, David Prowse probably. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they also added Boba Fett to that scene. Yeah, they did. Because he was a fan favorite, of course. So. Yeah, so, and he was working with Boba, or Jabba at the time. So yeah, so it makes not, sense. Why not just yeah. have it there? I, I remember I, I always thought Boba was part of the original scene, but he was not. He was not. I, I had lengthy arguments with my friend about that. I was wrong. Did they, I can't remember thinking about it right now. Okay. When he steps on the tail, does he do some sort of elevation in his acting? Because oh, that Jabba? Oh, yeah, no, Jabba. no, no, not Jabba. Han. Uh, I mean, like, he, li- he lifts up. He lifts up a little bit. That's yeah. what I'm saying, because he wouldn't have done that originally. So that's no, something no. they had to go into. Yeah, they had to lift him up that's and make him go. So, it's so needlessly complicated, and I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, well, which I love with Han Solo doing it and not reacting, which is kind of cool. Yeah. just like does it. It's, it's very Han to do that. Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the intent, but it works very well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really funny. Greedo, so Greedo shoots first. <laughs> it's just just gonna put that yeah, out there. Yeah, we skip yeah. past the scene. I, I was but, trying to skip past it, but we're just I, we it's both been talked about too many. We, times. we both agree that Greedo shoots first. Yeah, whatever Harrison. Hey. I mean, uh, George Lucas says yeah. is the way it is. It's the it's the only version you can get. Guess what? And Greedo that doesn't first. change. The story. All it sort all it does is sort of vaguely sh- in a vague way show that Han Solo is has some sort of like yeah like non like his entire life isn't revolved around being the scoundrel. <laughs> yeah. He actually I mean, has some sort of <laughs> I mean basically they shoot at the same time. I mean yeah. as quickly as he shoots, I mean unless Han's a Jedi, that reaction time is so quick. <laughs> and it makes it so weird because it, they, they that's one of the scenes that they do in fast motion. Now for the special dish because they keep changing the timing of it to try to make the to try to even out the yeah because the ninety seven head tilt was a little wanky yeah wanky well, I'm come up with these weird you wanted action words. you wanted to say wonky, wonky. <laughs> but it's, it's like but you're but you're coming up with like weird Star Wars universe style versions of these words but, wonky yeah but like it it, it is an I want to get a word scene. in the dictionary yeah <laughs> so you're gonna be like the Simpsons you're exactly gonna, you're gonna get uh, yeah. cromulent into yeah the, I need a catchphrase yeah. <laughs> it's a perfectly cromulent word. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but now it looks much better. It, it, it looks better. It still looks off, but yeah, it it, it, it can't ever not look off anymore, yeah, no, and we're no, just yeah. far past yeah. that. And I didn't even know Han shot first until people started bitching about <laughs> it. I, I, it's one of those things that's like don't even know. So I, I read an article. Well, it's not even so much that he shot first because like. He just shoots. Like it just so happens that like the impact of the blaster yeah. hitting Greedo makes his blaster go up too. Yeah. Well, I read a cool article where a guy's like, "You can't argue about the scene because nobody thought the scene was significant until it was changed." Yeah. And like that is a it, does, it does nothing. It's just a scene to show that Han Solo is caught up with some yeah. shadiness that they're yeah. gonna that this crew might have to deal with. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It just really is. A it's funny scene. because in terms of what this movie is. That never comes up again in this movie. That's true, yeah. It never, like, it never plays into the overall plot of this movie. Yeah, it's just a character scene. It's yeah. basically a character introduction. Yeah, it, it I only mean, yeah, talked to him. But. Yeah, it only comes back up in the next movie. Yeah, and with a movie that well, may not have ever happened. Well, I mean, it is important because that is why he wants the reward. Yeah, and that is why he leaves at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's but I mean, yeah, like, yeah. but like him, but like 
the threat. It, it the makes over, sense when you watch the it. The looming threat of people trying to get to him never, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's because he gets, theoretically gets his money, but he doesn't because he just. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if he kept it, if he came back. Yeah. They're like, well, hon, you came back. Uh, you're, are you going to keep the money here? Yes. I mean, you're obviously going to. He's like, of course I am. I'm like, keep the money. What are you <laughs> just, crazy? I just wanted to think of just gruffy Harrison Ford all the time. Yeah. Harrison Ford, modern Harrison Ford, <laughs> if, like, in these old <laughs> situations. Yeah. Just Mark Allen is, hey, uh, Harrison, you want to run some lines with me? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> He just looks at him, go, walks away. Yeah, go bother Alan. <laughs> uh, that's the, I'm going to bring that one up. Uh, <laughs> Gary Fisher told the story where uh, Mark Hamill was pestering Alec Guinness, just always asking him questions about acting <laughs> and the movies he was in, and Alec Guinness paid him some money to leave him alone. <laughs> just leave me alone. I wonder how much he gave him. Like, I think it was I, it was uh, there in England at the time, so I don't know what the hell uh, a quib is or whatever. <laughs> I'll give you half a crown if you leave right <laughs> now. Yeah, uh, I, I think it might have been like it's the equivalent of like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, just, just like anything he had in his pocket. It's like he's just feverishly digging through his pockets yeah. to find anything. Just give him two quid and a Chuck E. Cheese coin. Yeah, and he's leave me alone. <laughs> All right, <laughs> see you tomorrow. Sorry, Sir Alec. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny when they see the Falcon yeah. because um, yeah, he always got a hunk of junk, which I never understood because it's so freaking cool. Looking. But I get it now that it has holes in it; it's all dirty. It's not like it's not like this shiny, cool looking. Junk. Yeah, it's so funny. Like when you get inside of it, it looks like it like a bachelor pad. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I totally get it now, but yeah. it's just so cool looking that yeah. it's like, what, what are you talking about? Like it's way cooler looking than the other ships we've seen. Yeah, Luke, you don't even have a ship. So yeah. You had a stupid brown car. <laughs> It was like, actually, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I love when they're on the land speeder and R2's just laying there. <laughs> like, could, like, if they took a sharp turn, he would just fall right off of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then when they see the Falcon, you do see R2 uh, slowly going down the steps. No. You, you see him walking down the steps, just kind of teeter-totter. Or doing his little teeter-totter, yeah. like, like a toddler learning the walk yeah. kind of thing. I mean, in Tack of the Clones, he lifts up and, like, goes up. Yeah. It, it's much smoother. Yeah. With, you know, digital technology instead of somebody in there. <laughs> yes, I don't know if Kenny Baker was in there when they did that because if he fell, boy, he'd probably want to come out alive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they did that. There, yeah, there would be some uh, situations. Just with falling down in that thing. Insurance companies would not be happy with <laughs> no. watching this person that's already a disability, <laughs> an actor with a disability, yeah. just tumbling down the stairs <laughs> in a metal trash can. Just like, oh, God. He said, he said it was funny because people would forget he was in there so sometimes they'd leave and he would just be would just be left in there oh, no. and he said um you can't hear anything so when they'd be done with it they just hit him on the head and tell him they were done and everything that would <laughs> suck because that's gotta that's gotta make a sound it, was, it had to be hot in tunisia yeah I, I don't know how hot it got i know when they did phantom menace it got up to like 120 at one point <laughs> it was just very That's why hot. they needed to go to Hoth in the next so Yeah. We'll start really. the movie off in a different environment. This yeah, time. yeah. It's easier, it's easier to get warm than yeah. it is to cool down. <laughs> yeah. Ahmed Best had a funny line where he said, uh, my mom's in New York. I'm so hot she can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in that rubber suit. Everybody. Did you see and, that they're doing a Star Wars game show for children? <laughs> what? Yeah. It, it, it was just recently announced. Like Family Feud or something? It, it, it's going to be more like... I have a I have a feeling it's gonna be like Legends of the Hidden Temple, but uh, okay. okay. But like, I, I was thinking like uh, like yeah. to be a millionaire. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's gonna be like you know physical challenges uh, and stuff. But and it's hosted by Ahmed Best. Oh, cool! I was like, yeah, he, he's great. Gets his due. He, he, he's really good. 
Uh, people were very, very mean to that poor man. I know, he, did, he did exactly do that. He did a very good job, too. And he's really funny. Yeah, he's, and so he's, a, he's a funny dude. He seems so charming. He yeah. seems so genuine. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, and he's really Star good Wars at the fans, comedy. The Star Wars fans have a tendency to run people off. Like, that they just are angry. I mean, look at, like, Hayden Christensen doesn't do a single thing. Like he was in the uh, Nick Cage movie. Yeah, he he was in that weird like movie that is like the Mystic Pizza one. The Mystic Pizzas, but it's not Mystic Pizza, but it's made by the same person. Yeah, made Mystic Pizza. Yeah, it's got the same plot as Mystic Pizza, and somebody wears a T-shirt for Mystic Pizza uh, in the movie. I'm sure, but it's not Mystic Pizza. I'm sure no one will cast him if he was a really good actor. Yeah, um, it, and, you know, Ahmed Best obviously things didn't work out for him in that. The, I forget what the actress's name is that plays Rose in the most recent Star Wars. Is 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 is, uh, is uh, they you know ran her off the internet because they didn't like the Last Jedi and she was a minority that you could run off the internet. So just, yeah, people are just when people are tend to be tend, people tend to be when they get mad about a character, they the actor pays the price. Well, there's no accountability on the yeah. internet, so people say whatever they want. And it, even yeah. though you would never say that to somebody's face, yeah. which is imagine standing in front of Ahmed Best. <laughs> I know. I think he said that. I think he's like everybody's ever come to me has only ever said good things. <laughs> just, just like uh, my Star Wars shirt or my Jar Jar shirt, people <laughs> only said good things to me. But uh, yeah, so where are we at? They're getting on the ship now. Right? Uh, yeah, they get on the ship. They blast off. They get, they get, they're having a shootout with the stormtroopers. There they are. I did notice. I think in this movie, when they shoot the lasers, when they hit something. It, destroys the wall. I don't think it does that as much in the other movies. Maybe it does. I don't, I don't really remember. Uh, yeah, so they fly off and everything. And Oh, uh, the Falcon. I thought it was a full size in this movie, but it's only half. And if you look at it, it's like against the wall. I mean, it's it's hidden and it's like held up by wires that yeah. you can't see. But for Empire, they built the whole thing. Wow. That's cool. Seems... Yeah, more on that one on the Empire one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, love it when, um, I love it when they're flying and uh, Luke's like, what's that flashing? And then Han slaps his hand. that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean, Han's a lot older than them, which was just cool. I mean, he's definitely mature and Luke's a kid. Yeah. Which is cool. Like he is uh, like a generation ahead of him. Yeah. Which is cool. And of course, so someone Alec Guinness's age would have more tolerance for a young guy yeah. as opposed to someone who's right ahead of him because Luke's just like your pesty younger brother. Yeah. Which just sounds like Mark Hamill is Harrison Ford's yeah. pesty younger yeah. brother. <laughs> so the, 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 the Falcon scene when they're all just together on the Falcon doing their thing is where you this is like your next wave of like exposition dump. Yeah. Because this is where you're sort of pointing where the plot is going from yeah. everything's in place now yeah everything everyone's together that's supposed to be together at this yeah. point and everyone is yeah, the story's the story is there the story is there now the empire is looking for these everyone here now yeah everyone that's everyone that the empire is looking for is on this um um ship ship <laughs> and um so that's where we're at and um so you have harrison ford not being particularly the deep believer in the force yes I, luke training I, I wondered i was like is he gonna is he gonna be impressed by a lightsaber but he does call it an ancient weapon yeah which is kind of cool yeah and even even you have you know um obi-wan himself was like it's, it's you know it's a more civilized time. yeah 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 weapon for more civilized yeah. time. i was like luke's reaction like oh here's your lightsaber and i was like oh okay it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really say much about yeah. it which is cool, cool. yeah cool Cool. Yeah, lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, you know, doing the training. I always like the the helmet. Like it's just no, like the yeah. flight helmet with a painted over visor, so you yeah. can't see anything. And the little ball that 
shoot. Like, I don't know what practical purpose. The training ball. For what? For target practice. You can, uh, <laughs> I, I imagine you can also shoot at it. You know what I mean? But like, then you're just destroying this ball. But, but they can set their lasers for stun. <laughs> but we've seen what stun is. It's those blue rings. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Wait, don't know this isn't is. Star Trek. This is where they can <laughs> adjust the phaser on the go. You never see it instant. You see the stormtroopers do it because yeah. when they change it to stun, it's those blue rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It seems like it's... A, because it certainly seems 100% designed for that lightsaber training, but nobody uses lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was cool when they went in. And why does Han have it? Yeah. Because clearly know. it was Han. Maybe, belonged... maybe everyone brought it with them. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a satchel and he's like, okay, so I've got some granola bars. He's like, I'm going on this adventure. I need to return from. What will I need? Yeah. I need my granola bars. I need my granola bars. Bottle yes, of water. Yeah. Training ball. <laughs> Training blaster ball. Uh, my and lightsaber. This, yeah. My lightsaber. Oh, do you have, like, do you have a helmet that you can't see out of? <laughs> He's like, and my visor, my katana. Yeah. <laughs> it might be so. Yeah. Grabs his sandals. Yeah. Sure He's all good there. <laughs> well, it's cool when they go into hyperspeed and, you know, you're behind Han and Chewie and the stars come at you. Yeah. Lucas said he didn't intend for that to be such a thrill, but the audience reacted to it in a strong way. Like, yeah. To the point where he doesn't do it in the prequels. So if you're watching them in order, that is the first time you see that. Oh. If you notice. I did not. Yeah, neither did I. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool that he did that. Who says Lucas doesn't like the fans? <laughs> Everybody says that. <laughs> Nerds. Nerds. Nerds and idiots. Which is the internet the, says that. Just kind of the same word. Yeah. <laughs> the synonymous. Uh, let me see. They do that, and then uh, we get Leia and Tarkin together. Leia and Tarkin. When they blow yeah. all their on. I, I love. I love the. Uh, I thought I smelled you. When you yeah. <laughs> I love that she kind of has like a British accent for that scene, but I don't know if that's like a proper way of speaking or. Or she's just being a smartass. Yeah, yeah. She's just mimicking him. I, I guess those two really got along together. And they, like, had a hard time hating each other. Yeah. And, and I guess uh, GMT's boots didn't fit. Like, they hurt. So he only wears them in the shots that you see. That's nice. And when he so wasn't... He's, so he's... So is he wearing, like... Is he just he's shoeless? Wearing, he, he, or is he just wearing sneakers? No, he was so? wearing fuzzy slippers. Ah, beautiful. That's what he's wearing when he gets him, so... Uh, Peter yeah. Cushing seems like he was a cool dude. Yeah, I, I love that guy's cheekbones. He looks like the gladiator mask. <laughs> like, yes. That's what his face looks yes. like. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he... Boy, nobody was built to be a spooky skeleton man. Yeah, he's so small. Like on a on a on a, a evil spaceship more well, than Peter Cushing. Well, just reminds me of uh, Cassius and Caesar, where he said that he's skinny because he's hungry, yeah. hungry for power, and that's yeah. like what Grand Moff Tarkin looks like. That's yeah, Peter Cushing. Yeah, looks he like. looks he looks like he's incredibly sick. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, like a and, and, it, and it's so funny that they just kind of ladder climber. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is so funny that they just keep bringing him back. Yeah, like yeah. bringing him back from the dead. Like he had a he had a cameo in episode three. Oh yeah. I mean, and he had been dead for a significant amount of time by that point. Oh yeah. And he's a significant character in Rogue One. Uh, he's been dead for even longer by that point. <laughs> and it's just so funny to just have him. He is kind of one of the only ones that's only in that movie. Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say something. Uh, it was about, it was about our, oh, they were GMT. supposed to go to Alderaan. There was going to be scenes on there, but yeah. they, had, they had to cut Did we through. ever see Alderaan? Uh, uh, we do in episode three. three. That's, just like that's, an overhead it. shot of them. like Yeah, you see them on the yeah, balcony holding balcony land. Hold them, yeah, they're, yeah. They're overnight family. Yeah. I, <laughs> off topic, but I swear to God, your neighbor's lawn is on fire. 
Yeah, there, there, there are a few houses away. We're yeah, okay. we're okay. We got. We'll have some time. We can finish this up. Yeah, it's gonna be the longest episode we've ever done. I've ever done anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're like halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> power through this. We go into many tangents. That's that's what happened with the last episode. <laughs> yeah, this one's way better by yeah. far. <laughs> this one's way better. <laughs> Our tangents at least have direction at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're focused now. Um. Oh yeah, so I was never sure if the since we know with episode three now, I was never sure if the Death Star took twenty years to build, if this is like the fourth version of it, yeah. like the Death Star eight point yeah. or something, or if this yeah. is just the first time they've really had a good opportunity for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you see uh construction guys, you know, it's taken them around here on I five to put an extra lane in for like seven years. Yeah. So maybe the Death Star workers are all teamsters and they're just like really milking the <laughs> I don't Imperial think clock. The, I don't think the Empire uh would allow unions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um they have pretty much solid control over everything, so oh, yeah, yeah. it would be like building the pyramids. It would just be slaves, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if they died, they died, whatever, push them out into space and just get out of here. That's true, yeah, because they definitely have the frame. Well, I guess there's a lot inside of the Death Star, because they have the basic kind of frame in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But the inner workings of the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to go on a clerk's tirade no, of no. Randall talking about that, that can stay in Clerks. Yeah. We're, we're, talk, we're talking about a good movie. Aww, yeah. <laughs> Clerks rules. I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I used to like it, but... Uh, uh, I just saw it. Uh, I, just, I, I went to the theaters and saw it just a couple weeks ago. It's oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Still great. Still oh, yeah. fun. I love it when they're uh, playing chess and uh, Han tells them to let the Wookiee win because they'll pour the arms out of their sockets and then <laughs> Chewie's hands going behind his head. Like, I love that. <laughs> they actually, when they did episode three, there was uh, production art of a Wookiee pulling a battle droid's arms out of the sockets, but they didn't use it, which would have been fantastic. Yeah. That's a great that's a great uh, thing for a Wookiee to do. Yeah. Just, Wookiees get mad. Just, just pull your arms out. It's, 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 it's a is custom. A, is a Wookiee specifically designed to look like, supposed to be like a Bigfoot? It's like, supposed to look like it, the inspiration like, was uh, uh, Lucas's Malamute, yeah, which was uh, as we all know in Indiana, yeah. Because when Indiana he would drive his car, train. the dog would be with him, yeah, is the the co-pilot in the passenger seat. So that's just where he got the. I don't think Cesar is supposed to be Bigfoot, but yeah, just, uh, I mean it's because it's so very much a Bigfoot. Oh, totally, yeah. Like it's so weird when they film Return of the Jedi and they were in the redwood forest. They told Peter Mayhew, they're like. Don't go too far because we're in Bigfoot country. People could actually think that and shoot you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like we're in that spot. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they see the Tie Fighter. Then uh, they're gonna blow Oh yeah, up. that's where they come to the conclusion that it makes no sense to have a Tie Fighter out here because yeah. it, it, they're short distance ships. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a very like it. That is very military training uh, yeah. that you'd say it gives you a hint of somebody like that would be the only reason you would know that yeah because really. Han like knows yeah he doesn't think about it yeah and just I mean you look at the size of the Falcon versus the yeah. TIE fighter where it doesn't you know like because, the, look at the engine size and everything yeah. like even the X-Wing's got four engines so it's yeah. like obviously gonna do some more yeah um, they were originally gonna have the Death Star just be a matte painting but it didn't offer as many angles so that decided, makes sense. Yeah, they decided to make a model well, instead. Model so you can have lighting where you need lighting. Well, yeah, and yeah. it was going to be black, but they, they couldn't get that much light uh, contrast on it, so I they made it gray. That one or the 
I don't think that would have looked cool. I don't know if it was going to be black, but it said that they went gray just for the... Yeah, because gray the really does... Because it really also helps with that's no moon. Oh, yeah, that's Cause true. Because it, it does make it look like, from a distance, a celestial body. That's true. That's it, true. it really helps with the gray. It makes it look like a moon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. It makes it look like a satellite, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny in the making of when you watch uh, the scene where they're in the cockpit, and that scene, and it's just, like, some English dude just shaking the cockpit. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. This I like that there's no, like sun in the Star Wars universe. There's, there's like every galaxy, like there's no ram like there's like the decent with the suns on Tatooine and that's sort of the existence of it. Like yeah, you never actually see They have them out there. Yeah. This is enough stars that yeah. they're just lighting up everything. <laughs> see then they get pulled on the tractor beam and get sucked into the uh sucked into the Death Star. Yeah. And they hide in uh, Han's convenient uh, hiding pods. His smuggling caves. Yeah, which totally makes sense. Yeah, he's a smuggler. He okay. would have stuff, so when the cops check him, they yeah. they don't have police dogs yeah, in this he's, universe. Yeah, he's they're not, not going to be sniffing around too yeah, much. He's not going to stick it up his butt. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the only reason they would, the only way they would ever check those things is if they knew who it was already. Yeah, like totally. he's a smuggler, so he's going to have some secret hidey holes. Yeah, it's like what his ship is too. Yeah. Aquarian <laughs> was YT. I, I don't know. <laughs> I love it when he pets Chewie's head when they come out of there. It's funny. It looks like Obi Wan has a little uh, has a cubby all to himself. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's for three PO and R two rat. Yeah. They just dump them in there. <laughs> just dunk. It is funny that there's sort of no like the end of Episode three explains why three PO doesn't remember anybody. <laughs> yeah. Because he was there for everything, and so yeah. they're like, oh, no, we have to wipe his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And R2 does know everything, Yeah, but, which is cool. Which is cool, but R2's, R2 ain't no snitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, he's a robot. He doesn't really know what's going yeah. on. Which is funny, though, that he has always has one up on 3PM. Yeah. Well, Lucas said his favorite character is always three, or is always R2. <laughs> so it's funny, because uh, well, R2 I mean, always kind of gets his day. Because <laughs> like, we can talk about it just a little bit, because one of the major influences for this movie is Hidden Fortress. Yes. A Japanese Kurosawa movie from the... 60s, I think? Yes. I just like. Um, but uh, it, it's very, very much... Um, 3PO and R2. Or 3PO and R2. Cause so the story of Hidden Fortress doesn't necessarily match up to what Star Wars is, but the concept of the story is being told from the perspective of the two lowliest characters yes. in the film. Not the it warrior. Is, it's not, not the, the warrior. Princess. It's not the princess. It's not Luke. It's not Han. It's not Vader. It's not anybody is telling the story. It is R2. It's all as a story is done from the perspective of R2 and 3PO. The One hidden fortress. It's the warrior and like the, yeah. they're trying to get the princess yeah. and then there's two peasants Yeah, and them. it's these two peasants in Hidden Fortress. And, and it's the follow. same thing. And that's what, you know, droids would be effectively the same sort of social status yeah. in this universe for this. They're just these two characters. Like you're seeing it from the perspective of the, they're some of the first characters you meet and they're some of the last characters you meet. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, people always talk about the influences of Star Wars and where Lucas got all these things from. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not why it's good. It's because George Lucas is good. It's like, yeah. this movie isn't those things. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's all there as, like, the foundation. Yeah. But, I mean, it's really what he does with those pieces. Yeah. Cause it's, it's one of those things where, like, if The Hidden Fortress wasn't a movie, how much of Star Wars would have still have existed? I mean, because The Hidden Fortress was, like, gave him an, a concept to run with, with the yeah. with that thing. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that's because it's it's not there anymore. It doesn't mean the movie still would, would just wouldn't exist. It just <laughs> wouldn't be the storytelling information. Probably, he, would he have come up with the idea of having the storytelling that way? Yeah. Probably not. 
He yeah. probably would have told it in a different way because he wasn't inspired by something great. Yeah, I mean, because The Hidden Fortress is a great movie and it's easy yeah. to be inspired by The Hidden Fortress. Yes, yeah. and I know for me, uh, anything that kind of gives me inspiration doesn't so much have me do it. It just yeah. lets me know that it's okay to do it like that. Yeah. Like, oh, you can have it's the two a, peasants. It gives you the idea yeah. of like that is a way to do it. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean like. It's not, it didn't, he didn't see the Hidden Fortress and come up with his <laughs> yeah. space wizard drama. Yeah, no. He saw a bunch of different things. Yes. And he saw society at the time. Yeah. And he's just you combine all of these things into one massive sort of thing because it's like I said it's it's the old serials. It's yeah. It's you know it's the Hidden Fortress. It is you know America in the 1960s yeah, and mythology. 70s. It's, it's yeah. It's historical Flash mythology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 everything, and all of those things equal this. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it exists only because these exist. Yeah, it, it's not it, trying to be it, those. It, it, it helped him define a story. Yeah. Well, I mean, because when you read his scripts, the early ones, they're yeah. not very good. And they're <laughs> not what you see on screen. I, yeah. mean, I remember reading it and going, wait, this look is not as good as I thought he was. Yeah. I'm like, wait, well, he came up with this, but he also thought to not do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's just a writer that goes for it. Yeah. Like he said, when he writes, he makes himself finish yeah. all the way to the end. Because if you don't, yeah. you just end up rewriting the first 30 pages. So he really likes to explore things. Yeah. And not just, yeah. Because when he shoots, he shoots a lot of stuff. Yeah. And he edits the movie. <laughs> like, because there's a lot of deleted scenes, a lot of reshoots, a lot yeah. of just cut stuff. And yeah. it's like, because he said he shoots around the movie and he just shoots it and then puts a movie together yeah. from it. And yeah, that's just how he does it, which is, which is funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's funny because he, he knows what he wants and he's focused, but he also shoots like that, which is, which is yeah. kind of funny when you think about it. Yeah. So. Anyways, yeah, so then they get into the Death Star. Get into the Death Star. And then, uh, and then Vader feels the presence of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Like a presence of Ivan Felton, which is yeah, a yeah. line I use all the time. Yeah. There's uh, many Star Wars lines yeah. I use all the time. It doesn't surprise me. No. Well, very normal things that you can just kind of say it in the, the yeah. kind of voice or cadence or whatever that yeah. makes it Star Wars. Yeah. Which is funny. Uh, the Death Star was cool because they had um, the way they did the set was they had the walls on different like sliders. Yeah. So when they redressed the set, they just slide one wall out and bring another one in, and then you had a new set. Yeah. If you just swap two the two walls side by side, it's yeah. a different room because yeah. they're laid out differently. Yeah. Or something. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Ridley Scott was all about that. Like in Gladiator, there's like a scene with the uh, columns, yeah. and then another scene they're in the same spot, but they just put sheets over the columns, and then you're in a new spot. Like all of that. Too, like Kind of it's stuff. like a, it's like a high school like a yeah high school, like cost a, effective yeah and... it's it's like a gymnasium where they sometimes can they have those divider walls that can go up <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. it's like no now it's now it's a gymnasium and a, a lunch room yeah so you don't you don't need to do much to change yeah yeah oh yeah oh, yeah walls make the difference and especially in something like Star Wars where everything feels manufactured oh yeah just having a handful of different styles of walls you yeah. can just have them infinite configurations and you've got a new hallway. <laughs> I, I did notice in this movie yesterday. There's a lot of ceilings, which normally in sets you, you don't, don't get see ceilings. the ceilings. Yeah, and I noticed in this there are quite a lot of which I've never noticed that before. But well, the, I, because I mean, there's well, only a handful of like actual sets, and they're all 
low profile building. They're like, yeah. like it's all ships and yeah, yeah, and true, stuff. Yeah. So it makes sense that there would be. But also, you're right. There's yeah. it's, it's, the ceilings are not common <laughs> yeah. occurrence in and film. There's a, there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's Lucas's style. I mean, he was yeah. going for a documentary style where yeah. the scene wasn't staged around the camera. That's why things are kind of off and there yeah. are low angles. And I mean, that's what he was going for. I mean, maybe that's why there's a lot of ceilings. I don't know, but I, I did notice that for the first time yesterday, which I thought was uh, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> Um, so originally, uh, Cloud City was, was going to be in this. In this. Yes, yeah. it was the Imperial Prison, not in the Death Star. And then they had to make some cuts in the budget. And so, so instead, they repurposed Cloud City later on to be like, yes, a, like a gas farm, basically. Like, yeah, it's whatever the Tabana gas mine is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is, yeah. but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I always like a common thread. It's like it's a spice runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spice. The, yeah, spice is some sort of drug in the Star Wars universe yes. that you never see. Any you know, in Jabba's palace, when they all wake up that one morning, they're all spiced out. They're all spiced. Out. <laughs> yeah, you don't sleep that hard without yeah. the influence of something. <laughs> they got, they got some serious. They got, they got, they got a nice sound sleep. They, they, they experienced a lot the previous day. <laughs> they got different strands. They got like pepper, <laughs> paprika. Yeah, <laughs> it's got all these different things. It's, it's always funny. It's like a, it's always funny because like, um. It's those stupid things that, like, like you, you're going to complain about this stupid thing, but you're not going to complain about this stupid thing, like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, using certain things. Like, it's an X-wing, a Y-wing. Do you mean these English letters? Like, what is it? What is that? What does an X even mean That's in the Star true. Wars universe? Except, like, this is the only time we ever see English in the Star Wars universe in the original cuts of these. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because, they, they changed that because, when it shuts the power. Yeah, off the special like, editions they changed it to Arabesh yeah. as opposed to. English, yeah. where it says power. It's like, there's no English in this. Was there, there was two, right? I think that. Was it? Oh, yeah. I, thought, I can't remember what the other one is. Yeah. I know, there I might know. be a set. Yeah, but like, yeah. But they, yeah, they quickly changed that because it would they make They changed this, it late. Yeah. I think that was the DVD. I don't, yeah. That, that, yes, that was not in the special edition. That yeah. was in the DVD special edition. Yeah, it kind of took a while. Uh, let me see. Then they get in the stormtrooper outfits. <laughs> they get a little uh, too short for a stormtrooper. Yeah, I, I love it when they're in the, uh, the most like, marketable. The yeah, when they're in the control room and uh, Obi Wan and Luke are talking about the princess and Han Solo's just freaking out because there's no idea. No idea. I what's love. Going on. I love his sort of like panicking when he's on yeah. the controls with talking. Oh, oh it's, uh, it's okay. We're fine. <laughs> just a blaster yeah. malfunction. Oh, uh, shoots the panel out <laughs> and does a shrug like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, I love it when they're leading up to that and Han's trying to look really casual. Yeah. Like Luke's complaining and he like looks at one of the officers and like shakes his head and points. <laughs> like he's just like she's selling it a little too hard. That's <laughs> just really funny. Just the Han trying. Yeah. Just, oh. Yeah. But then he just like gets completely flustered in that whole scene yeah. when it starts to fall apart uh, quick. I, I love it when he says, "How are you?" Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I, I, I read somewhere that he uh, didn't learn those lines like he normally would, so it'd be a little more improvised. Which it's, it's always fun in actors to do that. And you're like, yeah. why don't you act? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it works out yeah. just fine, but just those kind of things. I don't know if that was true. Or not. Well, it, that that's a really good touch too, because obviously they're out of place. Luke's outfit doesn't fit him yeah. as well as the other ones, and I love when it's a nice touch, good visual touch for it is when the elevator door opens up behind them, and they don't know what's going on. So like right from the beginning, yeah. the Imperials are like, "Wait, who are these guys?" Like these, this just kind of sets off yeah. a red flag. Yeah, because it's like it, it just uh, yeah, it's funny to go back to it because like especially with knowledge of the with the prequels in place, like how many of these guys are clones? Yeah. They play into it a little bit because, like, because you know, Lucas intentionally did the head knocking of Django and the ones yeah. to to 
partner up with that one clone stormtrooper that's that one like you know what i mean like they yeah. have they sort of play into that a little bit but that doesn't necessarily confirm that it's a clone yeah because i mean so i always like, thought leia saying that was like i guess that means he's a clone but obviously the uniform yeah. doesn't fit him yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know maybe the, the stormtroopers aren't all the same size but they're costumes are <laughs> uh, yeah. proportionate to that yeah so it's un- it's never made clear until like by the time you get to the Force Awakens, there's no there's no clones anymore. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I think Lucas said that there weren't, or he he figured that there wasn't. Like, yeah, figured you made it. You made it. It's in your head. You know what the answer to that is. Yeah, like there's got to be some, like at some point. But it's gonna be cheaper just to force people into your military, especially when you have an empire. Yeah. So you, 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 the clones serve their purpose of being in. All the places they needed to be. Yeah, take it out when the, the order, when the order came in, you had clones on every planet. Yeah, and you know, after, and, and they're weak. You know, just they're, yeah. they're expendable. Once they're dead, it's and yeah. you've taken over. Big deal. Just just recruit people. At this and they point have the life there. acceleration, so they yeah. won't live that long. Yeah, so they're gonna be gone anyway. So then yeah. you're just gonna have normal growth people. acceleration. And, and and like <laughs> with the new movies, they do a lot of the um, implying that they would just take children. Um, mm. And and sort of basically grow them to be stormtroopers yeah. in that way, which was you know in some some more tyrannical countries in our world, that's sort of a way child soldiers and sort of oh, how yeah. they do that kind of stuff. So you know, it's not to say that's probably what could be happening by the yeah. time you get by the end of because what between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, how many years is it? Twenty? I think it's nineteen. Nineteen. I think I just read that. So oh. it's twenty forever. Then I think it's nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Luke's supposed to be nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So it could be 20. I mean, like, it depends on yeah, where well, we're at. 1920. I'm say 20 years old to make a nice round thing. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's plenty of time yeah. to just change what your recruitment process is. Yeah. I love uh, – it's one of the things they added was the hallway. Yeah. And there was longer, which, I mean, like, all the additions just made the world bigger. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, you get to sort of erase the limitations you had for certain things oh, like yeah. like like that like it's like it should be bigger it's a big massive you know death star <laughs> yeah, yeah, or star destroyer yeah, or whatever yeah, it should, is, yeah. should be a big hallway well i mean even when they were writing they had to change things because yeah. they couldn't do that like like i was just telling you like the reds originally rogue squadron or uh, red squadron was supposed to be blue yeah but since you're using blue screen and in the process you take all the blue color out the color would be gone off the ship so they had to <laughs> change it i would love to see how Lucas, how these movies would be if Lucas could have made them how he wanted to. Yeah. Because there's just so many limitations on everything. And even then, they were working with um, pushing it. But even then, that was still a problem. But It they, would be fun if they just, if Disney just sort of threw caution to the wind and was like, hey. They're never going to do that. I know. It would be fun. It's like, hey, George, let's remake A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but make it exactly how your mind's eye is. Just to see what that movie would be. Would because be, it would just be, be so cool. functionally – like functionally the same but drastically different. Yeah, yeah. Like everything would just be so weird and big yeah. and unnecessary but like in a positive way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. I'd be weird. I remember at one point he said he would love to be in the situation to be able to remake them. And all the nerds freaked out. Like, it's like going to. He yeah. said this, he would love to do yeah. that. If nothing else, A New Hope would be fun to remake because like, uh, it's such a own standalone thing that like, yeah, yeah it would be a bummer not to get the remakes of the others but like uh, see, yeah. see that movie with a fresh set of eyes from a creator that yeah sort of has always grown <laughs> and yeah and see like where he could be with that nowadays would be fun or even like re like 
make a handful of scenes just for like an anniversary oh, or yeah. something. Just be like, like I'm gonna redo this scene, but now. Yeah. But like now. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love it when they're in the hallway shooting the stormtroopers because. Obviously, there's a lot of stormtroopers, and you just kind of see the top of their heads because there's like all the smoke, and yeah. it's like cool. It's like you don't really know how many of them there are. Which yeah. I love with like uh, something with like assault on precinct thirteen, where it's like you see them in the windows, but you never really see their faces, and yeah. it's just like this like faceless group of the, yeah, like the original that. good one, not the uh, yeah, no. not the terrible yeah, remake. No, years no, 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 except for a waste of Lawrence Fishburne's time. Yeah. Larry. Yeah, Larry Fishman. I'm on first name, uh, nickname basis with Larry Fishman. It is good. It is good. That's, that's a fun that, – that whole scene, that whole prison escape. Yeah. It's a very interesting Jump scene. Jump in the garbage chute. Jump in the garbage chute. And then, then again, Chewie growls and he says, I don't care what you smell. Which is right. Yeah. There's that thing in there. Yeah. The cycloptic slug snake. Yeah. Was it a Minoc? Is that what it is? No, it's oh. Dianoga. Dianoga, that's right. Dianoga. Yeah. Um, where, you, uh, where you fight a huge version of that in Empire Shadows of the Empire. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you're in the series. It just keeps going because the tentacles are yeah. keep popping up. Yeah. Well, I love the jump in there. It's a very Star Wars line, but it's also really funny when Leia's like, oh, it could be worse. And then they hear the growl, and Han's like, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, the, like, it's like the only set-up punchline joke. Yeah. Like, it, like it, they're very rare in the Star Wars universe true, where yeah. you set it up, and then there's a punchline delivery. Yeah, it again, doesn't really happen. It's character, and it's yeah. the situation. Yeah. yeah. And the whole scene is just a bunch of people screaming and yelling and panicked. Yeah. And I just love watching everyone's reaction, like, when they're doing stuff. Like, he was, like, putting the pipe up. Oh, yeah. Everyone's trying something different. Yeah, to yeah. Try to... Not much you can do. And C-3PO just oh, like, I, oh, God. I love that. Them screaming in celebration and him just thinking that he killed them. And good, good acting when they uh, says they're all right. He pops up. Yeah. So good. It's very He's, funny. Uh, Anthony Daniels in that suit is so Considering how limited his movement very is, limited, he yeah. does a very good job at body acting. Yeah, because, I, th- like, I think he took mime. In it's certainly, it's definitely mime acting. Yeah, it's definitely mime acting. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. can convey his emotions. Yeah. yeah, and considering he can't like move his arms, mm-hmm. like because because they're because they're permanently stuck at that weird four, yeah. like forty five degree angle. That's like duh, duh, duh. yeah, like broke every bone in your body. Yeah, like he's, yeah, <laughs> like, that's what yeah, he's, he's got casts on both arms <laughs> yeah. up to the elbow. Yeah, yeah, but but he's still able to somehow pull that off in a very believable way. It's yeah. impressive, especially considering he's a robot too. Which theoretically, it's unclear what robots are in this society because they clearly have AI because oh, yeah. they can think. And they have emotions for the yeah. most for some parts. Yeah, because like three PO has legitimate emotions. Yeah, they did bypass the Terminator situation though, because there's never any rogue robots doing yeah. anything they're not supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. there's no there's no um, uh, Asimov situation going in mm. here where it's like it's you know it's sometimes it seems like robots are just able to do that. IG eighty eight seems to have his own sort of. <laughs> he's off bounty hunting. Yeah, he's off bounty hunting. He's <laughs> Who programmed it? Like not, some, not very well, though. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> he doesn't find on. He doesn't find on. If anything, we learned that he'd blow him up on a train in Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard level, though. That is, uh, just jumping over you and everything. He's a punk. Yeah. Um, Screw that guy. One of, I think the best special edition scene, at least for me, that really helped improve upon something that was didn't really work or not work but just made it better is when Han's chasing after the stormtroopers you know just charging them yeah. and then they turn the corner and they're like the whole hangar just the like falling because yeah. originally there was just like, a wall yeah. and they just went to a dead end and then he 
yeah. yeah, but yeah, because his because his body acting does act like there's yeah. there's something there. Yeah, not just like he ran into a dead end. So yeah. it worked. To yeah, me. and it, I remember that just killing me in the theater. It was so funny because obviously we didn't know about that. Yeah. but it was just so funny when yeah. I do that. And it's like before that when they're all sneaking through. <laughs> cuts to them, or I guess wipes, and Han has his gun behind his back. Like, I don't know if the scene was before that, but it's like he's like casually trying to hide his gun, which is so funny. And then, of course, she makes fun of the Falcon again. Yeah, poor ship. <laughs> yeah, poor Falcon. Just poor Falcon. Yeah. Just the best ship in the galaxy, yeah. and everyone just talk, talking <laughs> yeah. garbage. Talking mess about all Yeah, though. dunking on the Falcon. Yeah, I love uh it's probably my favorite scene in the movie is when uh, Luke and Leia are on the bridge and right. they're getting shot at and they swing. It's just so Star Wars. Just the music there. It is just... 100% an Errol Flynn movie yeah, kind of moment. Yeah, swing. Yeah. 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 He's holding her and they got the, yeah. the music. It's just great. Yeah, it's it's definitely like that. That is one of those scenes of pure inspiration based off of an old movie. Yeah, and it just totally yeah. conveys the idea yeah. it's going for. I think, uh, I mean, I would say this is probably the best score of all time. I mean, it is, the way... it is the only contemporary sort of like classical music that sort of like. Well, I mean, it was like, yeah. it brought it back. Yeah. I mean, that was Jaws was around and stuff, but yeah. it, it, Jaws isn't used how Star Wars is used. Yeah, it's, I think there's like six or seven minutes it, without music in the whole movie. One hundred percent. I say it with no hyperbole. Best music score for film ever. Yeah. I don't think there's any sort of. I, it'd be hard to fight, like, because there's great music. Oh, there's and there's great in music different that, styles. in different styles, and different ways that. It, but I think it just like as total package, it sounds good by itself. Yes, it does. Which is, I mean, it, they're not designed to stand alone by themselves. So yeah. I, don't, I don't fault them for that. But yeah. I mean, this but really yet, does. But, but yet they do. In yeah. this case, it does. And yeah. It, it's impressive. And, and just the way it goes with. I mean, it like really it's, underscores it's like, the emotion. Yeah, every like every character has their own yeah. song or version of a song. Um, you know, every everything sinks in really well with the scene. They're adaptable, so you can sort of change a song around a little bit mm. to just just like change a couple of beats to it, and we've got a whole new song, the same song for a new scene. Yeah, and it's like it's so adaptable and. Um, timeless in yeah. a weird way because it's definitely wasn't music at the time no not at all and it's definitely not music of now <laughs> yeah but it's just become this like you know huge iconic thing and it, because it's so good yeah it because is. it is so perfect and it just goes with every image every emotion every, yeah. I mean, imagine the movie without that music yeah it's, 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 totally it, it, well, and it's a funny thing because like you know the mandalorian doesn't have any of that music mm. they, they kind of go for a western style like like a like a synth western style thing, synth. or not really synth, but like electronic sounding, like western, like a very spacey western sound uh, okay, to it, okay. and it really works. It's really good. I love the music in the Mandalorian. Yeah, but it's like it's weird to have Star Wars without Star Wars music mm, in it. Yeah, um, and and it's weird when they have people that need to sort of like fill in the gaps where John Williams isn't there. Oh yeah, because um, you can you can tell when it's not 100% John Williams. No, there's a reason why he's John, John Williams. Williams. I mean, and, and like, and he is he's the best. There's, yeah. no, there's no question. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, he understands even, the way music yeah. works in movies more than anybody. Yeah, else I mean, like everything that he even like for lesser known movies that he's worked on, which is very few because they're all yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like all of his music is always just exactly what is needed <laughs> yeah, it's and it's insane. insane that he's able to like even like like said like a stepmom or something like <laughs> like regardless of what the movie is he knows exactly what the what is yeah. needed for that moment and he yeah. is nobody's better at it than he is no, really. period no um 
yeah, I, I love Star Wars. I love that music so much. It's so good. Uh, you know, that opening theme is super iconic. Yeah. The Empire Imperial March oh, is yeah. incredibly iconic. The, that Cantina the space theme. Battle. Oh, yeah, Cantina theme. Yeah, cantina which theme is him. Is, yeah, yeah, it's massive. The space battle is so yeah. carried by that. It's just so yeah. exciting. Yeah, and it's not in um, these movies, but, it, you know, you, you do have Duel of Fates, which is... <laughs> probably the best piece of like orchestral music that's been written yeah. in like modern times yeah and huge and huge and yeah. i don't remember people using the choir for stuff before yeah. that i mean you hear, you hear it all the time after that like world yeah. of the rings was heavy on yeah. it the third matrix had a lot of it and it's like but i mean yeah in the way they used it because i mean that's how classical music was yeah you would have that kind of stuff in it so they have that to go back yeah, because like opera operatic stuff going back to that is very cool yeah um, he's very so yeah he's so incredible he has a very big knowledge of music and yeah. it's in the past and the future yeah. like yeah he's not above doing yeah. modern things or, yeah i mean like minority report is the one that comes to mind is not really sound like what John Williams. It's it's very eerie. Yeah. Weird. I mean, he can do anything, but I mean, it does have kind of a futuristic sound, which is really cool. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And there's a reason that they <laughs> took out the two songs that he didn't write in Return of the Jedi and had him write them. Because <laughs> the, the Jedi Rock song <laughs> with the release version is not good. And the end song with the Ewoks is not very good. No. And then the two songs that they added them with are much better. But, um, I also like the um, end credits, like when it just comes in hard and yeah. it's really fast and like, yeah. Yeah, it's great, yeah. Uh, let's see, let me get the lightsaber fight. Oh, well, I, let's, let's be honest. It's not really much of a fight. <laughs> They're literally fighting. <laughs> lightsaber discussion. Yeah. <laughs> lightsaber debate. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I always thought it was funny that the main character gets a lightsaber in this movie and never uses never it. Never uses it. But, I mean, which totally makes sense, yeah. but it's like... The, it's a bold the move. restraint of George Lucas to not push that yeah. because he's telling the story. Like yeah. anybody else would be like, let's use the lightsaber. This thing's cool. It's a bold move to give your main character the lightsaber knowing full well that there's a very good <laughs> chance that you're not going to be able to follow up with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, is, yeah. which is funny how cool that weapon is yeah. and how little it's used. Because think about the fact that it wasn't positive that he would get to make the next one yeah and to have that be your lightsaber fight because yeah. nothing happens in that fight no they kind of just kind of tickle blades for a couple of seconds yeah <laughs> one even just kind of moves around because it sounds cool yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's doing that thing that you do where it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. what you do when you have a toy yeah, yeah. You just want to hear the sound swinging around You're like, <laughs> oh, and, that, and that sound is so great too so iconic. that was a uh, combination of a of the hum of an idling 35 millimeter movie projector and the feedback of a passing by stripped microphone okay. cable by a television. I mean, uh, that's that's a crazy combination. <laughs> yes, like, it is. Yeah. Well, well, it, those, it, was, like, it was it was an accident. You yeah. discovered it by accident, like all good things. How do you, just, how do, you have a stripped camera cord <laughs> hanging cable out, just, zip going by TV. dangling by a TV? It's like, yeah, that's cool. Well, Ben Burr said he's always got sound stuff with him, and he hears stuff. He's like, that's interesting. And just like <laughs> one of them, I don't know what it was, but it's the hum of his broken refrigerator. <laughs> It just like all these weird things that he hears, and he goes, "Oh, I record that," because it's never just one thing; it's always a bunch of things. Yeah, and it's all it is always augmented. And it's stuff like how it. it's like you know, every gunshot is like a combination of like every pistol, every shotgun gunshot is a combination of a shotgun being shot and a cannon fire. Oh yeah, and they still use that to this day. You know, that's or, not what a shotgun sounds like. Yeah, or like punches, punches, like, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like them punching meat. Yeah, and stuff. it's the Rocky scene, but yeah. it's fully yeah. yeah using that sound yeah 
Um, well, Obi-Wan was supposed to survive the duel with Darth Vader. <laughs> he, but then Lucas is like, well, he just kind of stands around the rest of the movie, and he wanted something dramatic to happen, yeah. so he, he decided to, to kill him off there. So it was so when he gets the... Use the force, Luke. Yeah. Was that just going to be him talking to him from I, the I guess, Falcon? I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it must have been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just using the force to tell to telepathically talk to him as opposed to like, just being on the radio. He's like, give me that radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, you have, do you have a CB? <laughs> <laughs> pushes General Dodonna out of the way and grabs him. <laughs> I don't know how I know that. It's like, turn off your targeting computer. <laughs> and as he's standing next, he's like, what? <laughs> Obi-Wan is supposed <laughs> to be in a Y-Wing. Yeah. What are you talking? Get he's out like, of here, old man. Like, Pointing ahead to the trench, he's like, "Vader's right behind you." <laughs> yeah, just like they're getting angry at this old man telling their, this young hotshot pilot to not turn off his targeting computer. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he was supposed to be in the back and said R two, just like messing around with this stuff. <laughs> he's the Astro Mac in the back. You see Ellie getting his head poking out of the back of the next way <laughs> with his head on. <laughs> hey, Luke. You got this, boy. <laughs> Him pulling out tools out of his belt and everything. We got a Batman belt. <laughs> but instead, he dies and just disappears. Yes. His bathrobe falls to the ground, becomes one of the force. Oh, that's the. I think there's only two slow motion shots in all of the original trilogy. One is when Vader cuts him in half and yeah. he dies. Then the other one is in the cave in Empire when oh, yeah. he fights, the, fights him there. Yeah. It's more strobe. I mean, it's yeah. slow motion for sure. But. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's. Pre- I don't think it's like effect slow motion. I think it's just given the lighting of the situation makes it slow motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Then they escape. They escape. They do. Yeah, and then barely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. And then yeah, then the Tie Fighters come after them, which is probably the coolest like standalone scene. Yeah, of that. it's just so exciting and yeah. cool, and the music of this, yeah. of course, great. Uh, and then look at the Yavin. Yavin. And, uh, it's a good planet I think name. It's, it's such the, a good planet yeah. name. Yavin is very good. I think it's technically the fourth moon of Yavin. Yeah, they, they always do. I don't, I'll never understand like that weird. Yeah. Because uh, he does that with Endor as well. Oh, yeah, the forest moon. The forest moon of Endor yeah. is the fourth moon of Yav- Yavin. Yavin. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like he doesn't like actual planets. He likes moons a lot. <laughs> well, moons aren't just like our moon, which is a big rock. I mean, it well, could most be a of them are. <laughs> <laughs> not in Star Wars. Not in Star Wars, though. No, 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 no. I wonder what Earth is in Star Wars universe. I wonder what that would be. Non-existent. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a whole other universe that's as opposed true. to a galaxy. Like, no, that's true. because if if you're telling us it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, far, far, far away from what? That's true. Yeah. From what point of reference? Far, far away from us. Yeah. Instead of a long time ago, yeah. it, it's cool in the the hangar in Yavin because they only had two, or they only had one full size Y wing and X wing, and then the That's the cool. wide shots uh, matte painting, then the rest are just uh, pictures on cardboard. Nice. <laughs> and they just had to do that. It's the like a video game where it's just like low poly textures off in the distance. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's far away enough you won't be able to tell that it's just a cardboard cutout of an X wing. Well, it's like you see a close up of Han with an X wing behind him, then Luke, and that's the same X wing. <laughs> they just have to move it around. I, I absolutely love that scene. <laughs> trying to trying to tell Han to convince him to stay. And in the back, off to the left, you can see Chewie and. Three PO, uh, yeah, just having, having a, a conversation, casual, casual conversation. Yeah, I just noticed that. I, like, <laughs> it, it's one of those things. Like, they're talking about something, and they're like looking at the ground. Yeah, they're walking around. Three like, PO's talking, yeah. and they're bobbing their heads. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of like looking at the ground. Like, <laughs> like, did, like, did you drop that? I didn't drop that. That's not mine. But, like, it's like just weird. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. They're yeah. having a good time back yeah. there, though. That, that was a great scene. Uh, adding Biggs and uh, the the Red Leader yeah. in there because then when they die, you're not just like. Oh. 
right? Five standing by. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, Star Wars. I mean, obviously the way Lucas designs everything is everything works in like one scene. <laughs> so you get one like, scene of Biggs, and it adds a lot more emotional context. It's just a significant scene because up until this point, you haven't, you don't know what the rebellion is. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> this is like this is your first glimpse as to what the rebellion is because they talked yeah. about it. I mean, some in the very beginning, very beginning, but like barely. You've been yeah. on a ship, you but know, now you're you know seeing like, you, but now you see what they're what consists of their military might because that's you true. hadn't seen these ships yet that's true yeah and um, they're all crappy they're all garbage yeah they all like like everyone's calling the millennium falcon a hunk of junk but jeez <laughs> yeah that's because yeah. they all look like and i'm assuming that's what the intention is that these are like repurposed for other things like totally yeah because like, because like, like the the lasers like luke's has like a blue spiral thing on it but not all of them do. Yeah. <laughs> like looks like, they're, like yeah because yeah, they all look pieces. like like they all look like no, these were just spaceships that we've had to retrofit weapons onto and stuff yeah. like a y-wing doesn't look like some sort of attack vehicle yeah it looks like a transport it looks like it lo- looks like it should be like a tug <laughs> like a, like like a, like like it's like it's designed to pull something oh yeah yeah um, they will want it to look like a hot rod yeah. That was the look of it, like, with the long front yeah. and everything. And the reason they had the, the wings go up is that was, like, the equivalent of, like, the Western guy pulling, the, getting his gun ready. Yeah. That was why they did that, which I thought was it's cool. It's the X-Wing, but you're going to lock S-foils into a tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what they went for, which is, which is very cool. Just goes to prove that the, the letters don't have any sort of significance, like, what letters are. It's an X-Wing because it's shaped like an X. However, the wings are actually S-foils. <laughs> oh, yeah, they never... <laughs> I've, I read what Spoil stood for, but I forgot. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was something that, but I'm not exactly sure what it was. I like that. the Y-Wing design a little more than the X-Wing yeah, design. Just, I, think the, I think the Y-Wings are really cool. They're supposed to be in the movie more, but, you know, I time think and everything. time and money. Yeah. But, cause, cause, and, and they're used whenever you get to, like, video games and stuff. They're always the bombers. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's what they're supposed to be in this, but it certainly yeah. seems like it. Yeah. So, um... Uh, the ILM was extremely behind because they were, yeah, well, they were they were making all this new stuff and reinventing old ideas and everything. They're so. brand new, exi- they're br- fresh in existence. Yes, this, this is point. the company's first yeah. <laughs> first job, and Lucas built them for this, and no one had any idea how long the prep time was going to be. <laughs> Turns out more than they. Th- <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so they'd spent <laughs> they'd spent half of their budget and only had one completed shot. And they had 360 shots to go with eight months left. <laughs> and and uh, that that was like obviously after principal photography this happened. I mean, I mean they had that storm in Tunisia that sent them back. Yeah. And you know, R2 wasn't working. No one trusted Lucas. Uh, the cinematographer wouldn't like the movie how he wanted it, so he had to be replaced while they were shooting. Yeah. The original editor wouldn't cut the movie the way Lucas wanted to, so he had to fire him and bring on three editors so they could catch up. One of those was his <laughs> wife at the time. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, let me see. Uh, um, yeah, so then Lucas goes there, and ILM is, you know, yeah. way behind. So Lucas ended up going to the hospital with chest pains because <laughs> he was just having a I'm breakdown. Come Elizabeth. Yeah, and, and, he, and he was fine. He was fine. He, he left the next day. This wasn't- he was not having a heart this, this wasn't Apocalypse Now. This was, no, yeah. no. Yeah, so it was just like just the whole mess for Lucas. And they don't want to talk about this being stressful, but Mark Hamill was going to go to the set to do reshoots because they were going to do some land speeder stuff. And he uh, flipped his car over oh, yeah. and uh, and uh, needed to get reconstructive surgery <laughs> yeah, on his cheek and his nose. Can, I'm picturing like him before they put him under. Can you give me like... 
like a cleft. Or, <laughs> no, we're just gonna fix you, man. We're not, this is a plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend has the joke that Mark Hamill flips the car over, rolls over, just upside down, blinds. Oh no, my car. Yeah. That's all he cares about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a brand new BMW he got with his Hollywood money. He's a big, big time Hollywood man now, so he gets to get a BMW. <laughs> Uh, Mark, we'll talk about Mark Hamill in the next one. No, oh, Mark, Mark, Mark Hamill is fantastic. Mark Hamill gets Mark Hamill becomes more Mark Hamill as time goes he's, by. He's very good at these movies. Yeah. And each movie he's different. Yeah, and he progresses in a very. Probably my favorite part of the the trench fight or just the Death Star fight is when uh, the Tie Fighter is behind Luke and wedges coming straight at him and blows up the Tie Fighter and flies through the flames. That was cleaned up in the special edition because it was. I remember being confused on what the hell happened. <laughs> did, he just, they, like, did he ram into him? Or yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was it was confused. It wasn't yeah. very clear. And they, they made yeah. that much better. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I got more about the Death Star. Who cares about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Death Star is just there's just so much Death Star, yeah. and this this whole final act is the Death Star. I mean, this yeah. whole like it's it's this massive. I'm assuming like miniature city that they built to have this trench run exist. As. Yeah, well, they had a few pieces that were big for yeah. for the high detail, and they had six different panels, and they just configure those into different arrangements so it looked different. I always love in uh, whenever a video game tries to recreate the trench run because they always make the trench like increasingly more complicated. <laughs> like as time goes by it gets more and more complicated and like you like there's like more beams and like oh, yeah, video yeah. games. It's like no it's just a trench it's, it's not even a trench. It's just like it's yes. just a path that's in this de- within this Death Star. The I don't equator. know what, I don't know what the surface of the Death Star, why it's so busy. Because it's, it's, I doubt it's like a city that you wander around on. It's all internal. <laughs> I think, uh, I think yeah. we're getting to know why it took them 20 years to build it. Yeah, they, they, they spent <laughs> way too much time on the exterior detail of the Death Star when it really doesn't need to be there. Yeah, it, it's funny when they shot it because Vader was originally going to be an irregular TIE fighter, but they were like, oh, we, we need to do something so he looks he's, different so we can tell who he is when he's flying. His tie is so cool. Yeah, the, the curved wings. With the curved wings. It's supposed and... to be a prototype for something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I I always thought that the um, the special edition shots blended really well with the old shots. Like yeah. it didn't do all this like crazy stuff they couldn't do before. It just kind of took it the step that they were trying to achieve in '77. Yeah. And I don't like notice it, them. You gotta love the line of all oh, too easy. The all oh, too easy. Yeah. And the two fingers on the, the two fingers. Yeah. He's, he's really in. He's He's into it. He's into piloting and well, fire. And as we know, Anakin was a good pilot. Good so. pilot. He was. He was. A, he was a wee baby blowing up the yeah. Trade Federation. <laughs> yeah, that's mentioned in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Well, what's cool with so with the the dive shot when they go into the trench far away, it's a matte painting. Then you get closer, and then there's a laser flash, which is just a white frame, and then it's a model. And okay. Then you do it. So, they, so they use the laser. So they use the laser flash as sort yes. of an act, not an act, but like a like a, a wipe, basically. To, uh, just a just a distraction. Just, a, just yeah, it's to, to, to transition you into a scene. Yes, it's very just much to cover it up, I guess. It's very much like in a in a, in a uh, you get that kind of stuff in video games where it's like. Where they'll do a quick pan, where it's like this is a cutscene, and they'll pan like around the room, and when you come back, you're into oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like oh that's not the same that that's the we've switched from character model to uh, like cutscene model to character model, oh, yeah. but they ha- take you out of the frame for just a fraction of a second to be able to replace it. So yeah. You don't see it pop in. Uh, it's so funny. I don't know if it's because I've seen this movie so many times or or what or just that good, but it's funny knowing all the stuff. In watching the movie, <laughs> I really think about that when I watch it. Like yeah. it's just so good that you yeah. know, yeah. 
I mean, you could. I mean, sometimes I've watched Making of too soon, and yeah. it kind of ruins it. Actually, The Lord of the Rings Making of ruined it. They, they yeah, were so in-depth. You know more about Lord of the Rings than, like, the, than like Tolkien knew about his own universe. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like, I know when everything's a model, and yeah. yeah, like for these old ones, they don't really have the making ups. Yeah. As in depth, yeah. you know, which is cool, but you can read I it. I like a good behind the scenes. I mean, I read a lot of books. I like a lot. Of, yeah. I like you're even reading these ones, and these telling you every little thing. Yeah. But I, I, I think it comes across better when it's sort of like, it comes, because when you're like, with this way, when you're coming at like these visual guides, and things like that, they come across much more like as knowledge as opposed to mm. like yeah, be looking behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah it's more to, like a fact. It's, it's, it's less it's about like, it's history. Yeah, it's less about like talking to you, like like yeah, here, come see how we did this. As oh, opposed that's true. It to, is as opposed people talking it. Yeah, and as opposed to it being sort of written and sort of in, and you get to see ah, when you, especially when you see artwork of the time, yeah. it puts it in perspective of the time. Yeah, and it's like you can see the handwritten things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're you're getting it. It's it's being presented more textbook style that's than true, it is yeah. to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I always love that when uh when Han comes and blows up the Death Star or the Tie Fighter next to Vader. Yeah. Very cool because. Every time I watch it, I basically forget. Yeah. And, and it's a cool shot because not only is he the Falcon coming at the camera, but then there's like a glare from the sun behind him, which yeah. is like another thing coming. Out. I, I thought that was with very his cool. yeehaw. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. completely is... out of character for all. <laughs> he's, like, he's excited. He's only doing the right thing. He's excited about it. He's he, excited. He made, he made Chewie happy. Yeah, he made Chewie. Yeah, he did it for Chewie. Yeah, and then of course the Death Star blows up. And that horizontal shockwave is so cool. <laughs> Remember that just being unexpected because we saw the horizontal one. Yeah. Or, what is it, what one? Yeah. <laughs> the, the vertical, the vertical shockwave. Yeah. I know the difference between those two. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. They're just like, oh man, it was, and you're not used to it. Especially yeah. since there like, is an equator on the Death Star. Yeah. It's like really cool. And it makes it look like there's like, the Death Star was built in two separate pieces and they stuck them together. Oh, yeah. So when they blew it up, they kind of blew apart. <laughs> like, it, like it was a Lego set. Oh, yeah. It, the way they shot the original one was the camera was right under the Death Star. So the sparks. Slow motion. Yeah, sparks right, right through the, the camera. That's just, yeah. Which is very cool. Good effect. Yeah. And they've made it better with the special edition. That effect. The effect mm. of the Death Star blowing up is so much better. Oh, yeah. It feels much more. It feels much more catastrophic. Yeah. Well, it's funny watching it because just how effective that movie is. is everything works exactly how it's supposed to. Yeah. Like, no jokes fall flat. All the excitement is there. Like, My, if, if you saw that movie and you, it, like, it hated is, it because you hated sci-fi or whatever, yeah. I, I don't think you want to not be pulled into everything. Yeah. I, I, as much as I will always say that I think Rogue One is the best of the Disney movies. Yeah. It's my favorite by a long shot. It's a very fun movie. It feels the most like Star Wars of anything. Yeah. But the concept of that exposed port was intentionally put there is genuinely one of the stupidest. Like, yeah. like you're fixing a plot hole that nobody has to be fixed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, everything, like, has, an, everything has a weakness. It's, it's an exhaust port. They even <laughs> say it's an exhaust port. Yeah, and they're like, and they're like, like we're afraid they'll analyze the plans and find a weakness. Yeah, it's like, it's, like it has to have an exhaust port. It's an exhaust port. Like, how, how would anyone, you, you're, you're, you're expecting them to, which they did, but there's also the very, every bit of chance they're not going to look at, a, at an exhaust port and say, well, that's what we do. We fire it through there. Yeah. A one in a billion shot. Let's do it. Like, they even say in there, 
there. Like, that she, like being able to hit that would be would be incredibly difficult. Yeah, and they're not like, even like worried about the small one man fighters because they don't think it's a threat. Yeah, like so, all that stuff makes total sense. Yeah, but like we didn't need to write in a sort of like wrap up of yeah. that like dumb. man that was some mistake that nobody ever understood and yeah yeah it just just seems quite strange yeah yeah i don't know that, that was my, that's the we, my least favorite thing of that it, it's not as bad as the han solo movie where um everything everything is explained away for no discernible reason <laughs> uh like it's, things need answers that nobody asked questions were being answered that nobody asked and <laughs> Like, no, nobody no, wondered why his name was Solo. Yeah, there was no reason to know where he got his gun, how he got the name Solo. Like, you know, it's <laughs> like why 3PO makes a reference to his ship, the Millennium Falcon, having a weird dialect. Like, all of these questions are answered. 3PO is a Millennium no, uh, but they set up the they set uh, up the scene yeah, because three yeah. PO says that in uh, Jedi, I think, or Empire. Empire. Yeah, and and so there is a they they set up why he would think that because the droid that is in Solo uh, gotcha. is a sassy droid that ends up being uploaded into the navigation system of right, Millennium yeah. Falcon. So when three PO communicates with the ship, he's getting that droid from Solo. It's just this super weird, all of it. And, like, I, visually, that movie is probably the most exciting of all uh, of yeah. movies, so it's fun to watch it. But, Ron, boy, Ron, the, Ron good. But boy, that plot is just rough. <laughs> and it, it's almost like it was written by two different people, and they tried to put it together as one movie. It's almost like they had two directors. Yeah. <laughs> well, three, technically, since it was yeah, two, yeah. a two-man team it's the first like, time around. It's almost like they made that movie in Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So, yeah, Star Wars comes out. Obviously a huge hit. Huge. Which is funny, because it was just against all odds. The yeah. studio didn't believe in it. Uh, just nobody believed in it when they uh, were shown it to movie theaters to show it. Yeah. Fewer than 40 theaters agreed to actually show the movie. Yeah. So Fox had to threaten to not have them show the big movie they were going to have come out that year called The Other Side of Midnight. Yeah. And that movie ended up making 10% less of a Star Wars. I don't even know what that movie is. I, no, I, I guess it was a big book at the time. Okay. I mean, it came out. I'll have yeah. to look that up because I, again, I have no idea what that movie is. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, no, this, no, this. I've only heard about it. With Star Wars. We, we, we talked about it earlier, and we were it's, talking about... It's on the, uh, I think it's the 10th highest grossing movie of the year. Yeah? Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll look. I'm looking at 1976 now, because we're also talking about, like, what oh, yes. movies were existing at the time, and why Star Wars was so significant to people. Because, yeah. for the most part, movies weren't fun yes. anymore. They yeah. were very serious. With the except 1976, the number one movie of 1976... Not, not saying they're bad. Yeah. Just serious no, movies. The number one movie of 1976, highest grossing movie of 1976, was, is one of my all-time favorites the first rocky oh yes first rocky um the even, number two, even that movie's kind of i guess it's light it's not necessarily fun fun but it's yeah. not it's not not it's, a whole lot of stake you know it's yeah. not serious, serious. Yeah. but it, it is a serious movie though. yeah it's very yeah it's very serious he just sylvester stallone is just such so an enjoyable yes charming charming screen presence and is, all, yeah. so much of his stuff that <laughs> i didn't see rocky until like 10 years ago for some reason yeah. for some reason and then after seeing it, I'm like, that's why everybody likes Sylvester yeah. Sloan. <laughs> now I get it. No, particularly, I in the, particularly in the Rocky movies. Yes. He's just like, eh, He's, he's kind of dumb. He's dumb, but like he kind He's very of, genuine. But he also kind of knows he is. Yeah. So that helps. He's he's very self-aware of his I, limitations. I imagine that's just why. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's, the story of Rocky 1 and the story of him getting Rocky made are probably the same movie. Because <laughs> uh, it's a very similar, uh, like... Him getting 
you know rocky made isn't far removed from how the lucas gets star wars made because yeah. it is like this nobody yeah coming to you with asking for but it's like no but i also i'm Stallion. yeah but also i am going to write this movie by yeah. the way like you don't get it like i'm going to you can you you can have my movie but also i'm going to write and star it so, <laughs> you know, like you, the number two movie of the year is a very interesting one it's called uh to fly it was an IMAX documentary oh, wow. by the by NASA, uh, like but not NASA, not NASA, the uh, the, the Air and Space Museum. I, oh. I, my brain was <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I was thinking stars. it was yeah, it was thinking of the National Air and Space Museum, uh, NASM, uh, as opposed to NASA. That's what I heard you. I heard you say NASM. Yeah, NASM. <laughs> I said Boo Worms. Uh, so that was number two highest grossing movie of 1976. Oh, right. So, so you know, A Star Is Born. Oh, which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, 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 like the 18th version of A Star Is Born. All the President's Men. Oh yeah, very good. The no, the Omen. Good. Richard Donner's yeah. uh, first movie. Yeah, uh, In Search of Noah's Ark. Which is again another documentary. Oh, uh, you can see where America was. America is. was very serious in the seventies. Uh, we didn't see another big documentary until March of the Penguins. <laughs> King Kong, oh, the seventies King Kong, oh, yeah. which is there's yeah, okay tangent. <laughs> the funny thing about King, that that movie's existence helped Nintendo in the future. <laughs> Sounds like a whole other yeah. Because <laughs> so what happened was Nintendo made Donkey Kong. And Universal was suing Nintendo, saying like it's a similar plot. People are going to confuse King Kong for Donkey Kong. We own, we own it. Do it. You're going to owe us money. And they were suing Nintendo at the time. Uh, Nintendo used their lawyer and another lawyer to look through the case books, and for for this King Kong, Universal had to prove that RKO because it was an RKO movie had to prove that it was public domain. So they could make that movie. Uh, so their court ruling in the 70s to get this King Kong made screwed them in the future uh, because they proved successfully in court that King Kong was public domain. And so that Nintendo making – calling their character Donkey Kong uh, and having a similar plot infringed on nothing. Uh, so it was – and that – and the judge ruled that Universal was doing this in a bad faith effort. So uh, – and they had to pay Nintendo. So so that lawsuit went – made Nintendo. So King Kong has a significance to the video games going forward. So that's just a fun side tangent. All, all this was happening while Star Wars was going on. Yes. All, yeah. George <laughs> Lucas was knee deep in the hell of making Star Wars while this was happening. Uh, uh, anyways, number eight of the seventy six was Silver Streak. Uh, uh, I think you would if you saw it, because yeah. it was like a Gene Wilder movie oh. uh, and Richard Pryor. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was a, yeah. Um, I do now. Yeah, uh, number nine, The Enforcer. Oh yes, which is, the uh, third Dirty third, Harry. Third Dirty Harry, which is pretty good. And number, Magnum Force sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Enforcer is better. Magnum Force, or not Magnum Force, but uh, Sudden Impact. I'd say is the best yeah. one of those. And uh, and number ten uh, was Midway, which was a World War Two movie. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we back, we were still making, we're still making World War Two movies. Yeah. We're not not we're not not making World War Two yeah. movies. Every story that could be told from World War Two <laughs> at this point has been told, but we're gonna keep making yeah. World War Two movies. Yeah, because, Saving Private Ryan's gonna set the precedent, but no one's really gonna follow what they did. Yeah, <laughs> which was to have an original story. In a yeah. realistic, yeah. So that's you can't tell. I'm not a big fan of World War Two movies because 
it's all been done. It's before. it's all been done. It's boring now at yes. this point. It, it, it's easy to make a World War II movie because it's probably the only war where there's like a very clear yeah. delineation of yeah. who was right and who was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, you do it from the American perspective, who wasn't involved in the part of the World War II where uh, it was clear of who was right and who was wrong because yeah. we didn't care until it affected us directly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's always weird because you never really get the actual World War II story. You get the American World War II story, yeah. which is us after Japan. The, the last leg of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but 1977's highest grossing films, obviously number one was Star Wars. Which was the first movie to make over $300 million. Yeah. Uh, number two is Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Again, the, one and two being Star Wars and Smokey and the Bandit proves to you that America just wanted fun movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, look at 1976 and how dire yeah. all of those movies were. Yeah. It's like they're all very serious. Like even even Dirty Harry. Oh, for, especially like, Dirty. Yeah, it's like yeah, that is that the, is a dour the film. antihero. Yeah. And- I mean, I mean, not just the year before, but I mean, many years before, you had a lot of yeah. like the French Connection, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So the Omen. The seventies were very dark, dreary because again, Vietnam's going on. Yeah, you've got Nixon, you've got all this stuff happening that yeah. is very depressing and serious, and that's just where the creatively people were, and I yeah. think the American public having enough of it because again we're going to get through what the movies of 77 were and you'll see that there's a lot more fun this year than there was the prior year yeah, yeah, because yeah. number three close encounters of the third guide yes um, that's uh it's serious it's not it's like serious. it's not like heavy or it's not heavy i think it's serious, it's serious but they're having fun with the idea of aliens yeah it's, it, they're it's not a drama trying, it, it's the not. aliens aren't bad it's just yeah, yeah it's people it's a new idea which is yeah a major thing yeah um it, it just exists that way uh number four saturday night fever which very serious very serious movie it's although, not the fun movie i thought was gonna no, be but as like, a kid but like it's a different style again. It's there, a different, there's like yeah. attempted suicide in that. Oh, it's a very domestic. Yeah, it's a very like it's like we all know the strutting scene. But yeah, like it's that's not funny. sort of it's, it's not, not funny. Yeah, it's, I mean it's funny to us. Yeah, from the movie it's ten yeah. serious. It, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's uh, different than I thought it was going to yeah. be as number a kid f- growing up. Number five is the Goodbye Girl. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. written by Neil Simon. Neil Simon. Yeah. <laughs> not the one with Jeff Daniels. Yeah. That was that was a made-for-TV movie years later. Boy, that one. <laughs> uh, number seven, The Deep, which was the um, from the Jaws author. The Jaws author, yeah. I forget who, like. Uh, so it's kind of like Jaws. Nick Nolte. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick Nolte, God, what happened to that guy? He's in Star Wars now. He's in Star Wars. He's in The Mandalorian as a main character in The Mandalorian. Like I have a lightsaber. That's he is. He is. <laughs> He's his voice. He, he can't do any other voice. So he's this little alien creature in the Mandalorian, and it's just it's like, oh, that's Nick Nolte. I, I can do a pretty good Nick Nolte, but I I have to do it with a lot of swearing. R- Rift tracks. <laughs> Rift tracks does the running gag of Nick Nolte because like you know he's he has his trouble, so they're constantly taking shots at Nick Nolte being a like homeless bum, that alcoholic bum. So he's like. It's like, you know, you just got to wake up in that garbage can <laughs> once in a while. Really look at your life. <laughs> the, uh, I think my uh, Nick Nolte impression is just him in the thin red line. <laughs> just barking out orders. Yeah. Another great World War II movie. Yeah. Uh, number eight, The Spy Who Loved Me. A great movie. The 10th James Bond movie. The 10th James Bond movie. Which is very fun yeah. uh, also. Uh, number nine, Oh God. The um, it is a uh, George Burns comedy. Oh, that's right. Does uh, I have an exclamation point behind it? Oh, comma, God, uh, with an exclamation point. Okay. And it's also, uh, it's so it's George <laughs> Burns and uh, John Denver. Uh, 
Oh. And Donald Pleasance is in it. I just oh, I, I, love I, Donald I, I don't, love Donald Pleasance. It's so good. His there is no there's very few movie characters as good oh, as so good. as uh, Loomis. Loomis. Yeah, he's good in THX also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another uh, good, uh, it's good. I haven't seen him, but another funny title with exclamation point is the uh, Al Pacino movie called Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, I, know, I have seen it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I just imagine Pacino's Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> uh, and number ten is Annie Hall. Oh yes, another Woody Allen movie. That Woody Allen movies constantly find themselves into the top tens. Of yeah, the yeah. Year. that one's uh, the, definitely the most popular one. Yeah, it, it is good. Yeah. Picture of the Year at the Academy. Yeah. Director of the Year was Woody Allen as well. Best uh, Richard Dreyfuss was Best Actor uh, oh, for The Goodbye Girl. Oh, okay. Uh, Diane Keaton for Annie Hall. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. The Star Wars obviously went technical stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, I, I don't give a crap about Kevin Wood. <laughs> to show you where people's heads are Yeah, that's just, yeah. Annie Hall is the movie of the year in yeah. Which is obviously just deliberately not giving it to Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Airport 77 came out that year. That makes sense, it, having the year in the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's funny when, uh, so Star Wars opened up on May 25th, 1977. Yeah. And it only opened in 32 theaters in L.A., San Francisco, and New York. And at the uh, the Chinese theater, which is the one that you always see. Man's Chinese theater. Yeah, yeah. It was Graham's? It was Man's. Um, but uh, with Star Wars, they had their highest opening day of 50 years. When that <laughs> came out. And Lucas was outside there, and he saw all these lines. And there was, like, limos. And he's like, what's that for? And then turned out it was for Star Wars. He knew the movie was out, but he did not think it was for the movie. <laughs> it turns out the limos were for Hugh Hefner and his entourage. Nice. And, and he saw the movie twice in a row. <laughs> nice. uh, I'm just looking at other movies that came out in 1977. I see The Gauntlet. Oh, that's a cool movie. I like that movie a lot. Serious? Yeah. Dead serious. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. The Ron Howard. Oh, yeah. His first... Uh, Herbie first. Goes to Monte Carlo again. A G-rated Disney oh, nonsense. Oh, yeah. That tells you why they went on. Yeah. High Anxiety, the Mel Brooks parody of Hitchcock. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, a movie about Hitler. See? Documentary. <laughs> The Animated Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of my favorite horror movies is a Japanese movie called House. Mm. Uh, I can't really explain it too well because it's kind of one of those fever dream kind of horror movies. I I think you did attempt to explain it to me once. You can't. It's impossible. (laughs) Oh, no, that was a newer movie. Burt Lancaster's The Island of Dr. Monroe came out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Blue Jabberwocky, that Terry Gilliam movie. I haven't seen that one. Kentucky Fried Movie came out in 1977. (laughs) We talk about that one a lot because there's like (laughs) – it's one of those things where you don't a like... Fistful of Yen. A fistful of Yen. It's the best part of that movie by far. <laughs> it's like a hit or a miss, and it's mostly misses. Mostly especially misses. Especially for our generation, because a lot of that stuff is going to be stuff that doesn't really hold up. No, pop, no, no. It's a very pop culture-centric movie. Right? Yeah, totally, yeah. So, I'm there's, just saying, if there's, if there's anything there's, else... There's, there's, a, there's a funny uh, newscasting on there, and they're talking about astrology. And they say something about, like, oh, uh, and this is for people who don't have confidence to make their own decisions or so, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, the cool. Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh came out this year. Oh, God, I love Winnie the Pooh. Well, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yes, me too. It's, it's that it's feel-good. You put yes. on Winnie the Pooh, if you're feeling kind of bummed, it helps a lot. Yes, you can go back to innocence. So, and Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, Peach Dragon. <laughs> so Star Wars ended July 20th. 
its theatrical run, but yeah. was re-released the next day due to the popularity. <laughs> it, just, it just came right out again. Oh, that was another scene. Oh, wait, actually, that was 1978, so, so. this was a theater for, for a movies, movies were like that back then. They were, yeah. I, they I mean, would stay in as long as they were making money. As long as they were making money, and then they would be, get re-released yeah. at some point. Yeah. Almost always, especially if it, was, if it was a success. Yeah. If it wasn't a success, then it just cut their losses. Uh, I don't remember. I know the last theater I played in was in uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the date was, but uh, the Rescuers came out in '77, and so did another significant sort of tell you like how serious we were about everything. The miniseries Roots. Oh yeah. Was in 1977. Some serious stuff. Actually, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I imagine it's pretty serious. You know, slavery and all. Slavery is kind of a. Kind of, kind it's, of. It's a, a pretty serious subject. Yeah. Slap shot. Not, not a whole lot of slavery joke movies. <laughs> Wait, you didn't think Twelve Years a Slave was funny? <laughs> uh, slap shot came out this year. Oh. The made-for-TV Spider-Man uh, live-action movie came out. Uh, I don't see that either. Suspiria, one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorite movies. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that one. We'll do, do, do a podcast about that one. Yeah. Not, uh, not, yeah. The, not the new one. I don't like the new one. No. Well. I've got opinions. I have opinions on the new one <laughs> that I think will be fun when we do. We get uh, around. We'll do a Suspiria episode one day oh, yeah, where yeah. we talk about how great new, the original one is oh, and, yeah. and like why the, why again they made Suspiria called it Suspiria when it's just so vague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's kind of it. Uh, nothing else major came out in '77 right. other than. Viva Knievel, which <laughs> oh, yeah. in a, again documentary is very popular. That's very nice. In in seventy eight, they did add a new three PO line to the movie, just where it's talking about how the um, just where the George, Doctor Beam can be taken out. George already at it. Yeah, pe- people, people uh, doing the thing. Like, movie hasn't even been out a year, and he's already like, I'm putting something new in. Yeah. Oh, here to answer your question, here. November seventh, nineteen seventy eight, was the end of its theatrical run. Okay. Gross. 30, oh, and it grossed an additional $33 million with, when they put it back in the theaters. <laughs> then we just kept making money. And to this day, it's still making this the most all of the money. Yeah, even when the special edition came out, that was Massive. exceeded all their expectations. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't one of the top movies of the year, but it's like all things considered. Yeah, just for a re-release of a release of a movie, movie where you've made all of your money back tenfold. Yeah. You just get more of it. Yeah. Uh, so it uh, said, over the many releases... It's made an estimated 178 million tickets tickets sold in North America, making it the second movie behind what Gone with the Wind. Oh yeah, which is 202 million. Wow, which I still don't understand. I mean, people our age don't like Gone with the Wind. I mean, including me. I mean, I get its significance in the history yeah. of movies, but I did not enjoy watching that yeah. movie. That and, I, just, and I like old movies. I like that, that movie. Just meant something. People I in a way that doesn't ring with us in any way, shape, or form. Because some of those movies that meant something for a specific time meant that meant something very different to what it would mean to us nowadays. Yeah, still survive. I mean, like they're good, but like this one, just like like I don't even yeah. ra- I I can't even sit down and watch it as anything that no. like it's not like I don't even see it as well made. Really? No, no, it was a lot of yeah. crappy stuff in yeah. there that, yeah. that, that was not it's up to so par weird. with the times. Like, and I'm sure that's, you know, that's unpopular opinions category, but I just, 
that's why. Like, yeah, I, I, you well, get more joy out of something like Casablanca, and it's even that mm-hmm. sort of like far removed from. Yeah, not my favorite. That was good yeah. though. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny that Gone with the Wind can make so much money because you don't hear about people seeing Gone with the Wind a hundred times in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> like with Star Wars, and it's like it's just weird that, that people. I'm like, I, I don't know if it's just something where just everybody saw it. it I mean, it must have. And, and remember, this you know. It, pre-psycho years and stuff where everyone just kind of wander in and see a movie at any given time. But it's like, um, you know, what what year did it come out? 39. Yeah. Well, I I was reading about it and one of the guys said it was kind of a perfect storm, of course, where it was the most Hollywood of Hollywood movies at that time. Yeah. And it was in Technicolor, which is a big deal, in the stars, and the fact that the book was really popular. People liked the book and I don't know. Something, yeah. <laughs> Something about it made everybody see it. I guess perfect storm of and it's long. Yeah, it's like four and a half hours. Yeah, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Apparently, its running time can be upwards to two hundred and thirty-eight minutes, depending on like mm. how you do um, the intermission. Intermission, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's funny. Sergio Leone wanted to remake it. That was like one of his pet projects because he said they didn't do a good job with the book. <laughs> and that was one of the things he wanted to do before oh, he died. That's kind of really arrogant. I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you don't have the the style of him. What, what, else, what else came out in 39 that would have been like... Well, and it's funny too because that movie's so long. And yeah. it's like studios never want movies to be long. But it's like you look at yeah. some of the top grossing movies and they're all long movies. Yeah. And it's like people will, like you said, they will see a movie yeah. if it's good. So that came out the same year as Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, which is really which good. is probably which is <laughs> Wizard of Oz probably has to be the most watched movie of all time. Oh yeah, it's like that in Star Wars. Yeah, that, that, this is a new hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah. Uh, Wizard of Mr. Oz Smith is great. goes to Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that could be the best movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's always out of the holidays. And yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really funny. I like the uh, the teaser poster they had for Star Wars, which is just black. It said Star Wars small, and it said coming to your galaxy this summer. Yeah, that was very it, cool. That seems so like Hollywood. Like, I yeah, mean, like yeah, yeah. that is one hundred percent the kind of thing Disney would do. Mm, yeah. Especially with that sort of like coming to your galaxy kind of stuff. Like yeah. That is one hundred percent a kind of Disney sort of <laughs> like creative idea. Yeah. But. I I don't think we could talk about A New Hope for like we can, we can. trust me I have more notes we have here. more notes we feel like we're gonna touch down on some of the stuff a little more New Hope stuff at the beginning of Empire there you go yeah as sort of yeah, a Star Wars Fallout leading into the creation of Empire yes and probably talk about some of the impact after Jedi of what some of this stuff is, special edition stuff and more merchandising stuff. There you go. Because we didn't even talk about the fact that like, merchandising with Star Wars this time around. No. But that Which would is be... very important to the making of Empire. Yes. And we feel like that's good because we know the story of the early bird special thing with the toys and yeah. stuff. But I feel like that's gonna that has more of a direct significant connection to Empire than it does to Star Wars, does. this movie itself. And I feel like that will be good saved for Empire because Empire's production is – increasingly more interesting because of how they go about it. Because they go about it, it, its production is chaotic in a completely different way than this production is chaotic. Yes. And for various different reasons. Yes. And I, and the success of this movie is sort of the cause <laughs> of that. Yeah. And because you now need a studio, you now need money, and you now need to fund this yourself. Yes. 
And that's what we're going to get into with Empire Strikes Back. And that'll be the next episode, whenever that is. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> not tomorrow. <laughs> we're recording this the day before Christmas Eve. I'm not going to spend my Christmas Eve here for four hours. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. It's the 23rd, man. Oh, we're recording this on the 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> Spending the holidays with my family. <laughs> not, <laughs> talking about Star Wars. Talking about Star Wars. Probably going to watch Star Wars. I'll probably force... Uh, which one's in, which one's gonna closest? I'll make them watch the holiday special. I can watch Empire because there's snow. There's snow. It starts <laughs> off with snow. We'll stop after the leave. <laughs> Just twenty minutes into 20 the movie. Twenty minutes in the movie. But that's yeah. We'll talk about all of that fun stuff next time when around. I, when I finish my Empire notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, thank you all for joining us. May the force for be with you up. for putting up with <laughs> almost three and a half hours of this. May the force be with you because you've got kind of, well, you've you've needed it for this <laughs> endurance run. But thanks again for joining. This us. is way better than the last one we did. Oh, and, and and you will see that you will hear that last one. It's coming. I'll put it up after we're done with all of this. That's going to be the lost episode. It's done. A special feature. Special. Yeah, it's a bonus bonus edition. It's the deleted scenes. <laughs> the lost episode. Yeah. <laughs> deleted scenes because we go into more detail on a lot of weirder stuff <laughs> i don't know what the hell we're talking about everything that wasn't star wars but just related to i think talking about harry nelson for a bit i think i'm pretty sure nelson came up at a point <laughs> until then again thank you all for joining us and have a magical day because that's how i end disney convention have, have a merry christmas, have a merry christmas. <laughs> happy life day yeah.